I'm a crow. I'm a Hello, buddy, podcast land. I'm your host, Brett Holland, and welcome back to the MID Podcast Show Travel Edition. This time, we're down in Chucktown, North Charleston, to be exact. Stop by B Dubs first. The wings was dry as hell, though. I guess because I'm black, the waiter told him to automatically fry them hard in the back, but whatever. Pulled up on my boy, Digger2K, known this dude for four years, but this is the first time we're going to meet. That's crazy. But anyway, sit back, relax, enjoy the show, subscribe, share, and hit me up. Shoot, you never know. I might travel to you. We down here in Charleston, South Carolina. This yes. is a very, very, very special episode for me. All right. Um, and I'm sorry I'm jumping up words, but damn, lips are dry and shit, but I'm here now. All right. Um, but again, this is a very, very special episode for me. Um, I want everybody to welcome Digger 2K to the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Over the years, man, so we got to give everybody like our backstory. This is the first time that I'm meeting this nigga. Like the first time. I'm not know you for like what, three years, right? About, by now? about four. About four years? About That's four crazy. Years. So I know him for four years, but I never met him because it was on some catfish, some some online dating type shit. You know what I'm saying? It's like <laughs> it was some crazy shit. Yeah. But how we met um your friend, we call him um uh Bodega Earl. You call him Bodega. Well, I call him Bodega Earl. <laughs> <laughs> Earth from the bodega and if y'all re- y'all remember him because earlier a couple of years ago he used to come by the show when we was in Fayetteville because he was stationed in Fayetteville he was in the Navy he was stationed in Fayetteville and um and he came on the show a couple of times and he was telling me like oh man my boy down there where I'm from man he got a show too and that's how right, we got right. connected you started calling into the show a couple of times right. um you got your own podcast show absolutely and I started to call into your podcast show right. and it is kind of we were just going back and forth like that for almost four years and yeah. never met this motherfucker. And, you know, trading off music and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, yeah. Music opinions and shit like that. Yeah. So yeah. Wait, so, I can curse, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is okay. this is you can do anything you want on this motherfucker. Um all right, all right. But again, so everybody know I turned this to a traveling podcast. I relocated down to South Carolina, and then it just dawned on me like, damn, Digger is in Right. around charleston lassen's south carolina right right and then i'm like man that's like an hour and a half from me so i was like oh bet we're going to set this up um we're going to meet for the first time and we're going to do the show also at the same damn time right so it, it all worked out beautifully you know what i'm saying so i'm glad we doing this welcome to the show thank you thank you tell everybody who you is man and and tell people about yourself man my name is daniel laurie aka digger jones I have my own podcast, which is the Troublemakers Podcast. It's myself, my little brother, my cousin Mikey, and my homeboy Two Gun. We've been doing a podcast for this will be year number six right now, so okay. a little under three hundred episodes, a lot to digest. So, other than that, I'm a music connoisseur. I like to think. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, you uh, are. I think we both are. Right, right. And it's crazy because we both are music connoisseurs, but we. We still got different tastes at the same time. Right. We got a lot of stuff that we agree on that we like equally. And then sometimes we get like far left. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, nah, this but, is what I like. You know, that's and, the goal with, yeah. That's the goal with anything. It's just like you're not always going to agree 100% yeah, with everything. Fact. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's fact. That's fact. So. But I'm going to tell you what, though. Me being from Georgia, I thought I was one of the biggest No Limit fans in the world. But hell <laughs> no. Hell no. You got me beat. Like, you got this thing. You listen to everybody. 
I do. And no limit. I didn't do that. I just listed like the the, the starting five. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm gonna tell you like this. I have an authentic no limit chain that full blooded war. Yeah. That's how much of a fan that's, I am. That's crazy. See, and I, I, out of all artists, yeah. full blooded. Yeah, but I'm like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, man, I only listed the start five, man. If it ain't P Silk, Mr. Cool. C. Uh yeah, C Murder. Mia. Yeah, Mia. Like, I don't go too far past that. I tried though. I tried. You know oh, what I'm saying? So. This me being a fan, I tried to they go past that, but it was just like, nah, I just stick to the the regular guys. I'm gonna tell you like this, and you know, this is off the record. Mm. The best No Limit album of all time is Cannon Able by My Brother's Keeper. Mm-hmm. So I always say, if you want a quintessential No Limit album that features almost everybody, mm-hmm. with the exception of Skull Duggery, which Skull was Skull. Yeah, yeah. That's the album to pick up. Cannon Able. I don't even think I even. I might have heard that album maybe like one time. And then I was like, I'm good. Yo, that's my favorite No Limit album. You know, the first time I heard that album, I fell asleep on it. <laughs> I'm dead ass serious. I was just like. So what you were dreaming about it, and then you no, like, man, you no, know what, no. this shit kind of hard. It's no, hard to up, no, what ended up happening is this is how most CDs become people's favorite CDs. Uh-huh. When I first heard it, I was like, nah, this ain't it. And yeah. I fell asleep. Yeah. So I went to somebody's house, and they were playing um, "Let's Go Get 'Em," which is like I think track number twenty-one. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yo, that's pretty fire. What is that? They're like, oh, that's that Cannon Able. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I gotta re, you know. If it's weird how that how that works, right? Because it's a lot. Of, you're right. It's a lot of albums that you might not think is anything, right? But you you just wasn't in the right setting to hear it, right? You know. <laughs> so you but, get it. To, you get it to a certain setting that you hear it again. You like, oh man, I'm like that with songs. Maybe not with albums, but I'm definitely like that with songs. I mean, in all fairness, I just got done pulling a double at work. I was 16 yeah, years yeah, old, and yeah. you know, like you think you got the energy, but yeah, I was burning myself out that summer. Yeah. When yeah. I first heard it, I fell asleep on it. I'm like, nah, this ain't it. <laughs> So. But uh, yeah, uh, it it's just that's see that's how I am with Gucci man. Oh God, I can't stand Gucci. I really can't stand Gucci man. But my boy, my nigga JT that I grew up with, Come back. he always told me, <laughs> he always told me like, ah, you just he because he moved from Brunswick to, you know, Atlanta, and right. he always tell me like, nah, man, you just wasn't in the city, like you wasn't, you know, what I'm saying I understand that, like, no, nah, I wasn't in the city, I was, still. <laughs> but still, I just think he's. A garbage rapper, you know. Here's the thing: I wasn't in New Orleans yeah. at the time. Mm-hmm. I got into No Limit, but it happened. It, it happens, but also I think my boy JT, he just like all type of music. Like he just he right. just likes anything with a good beat to it. I'm like I go a little deeper. And you know, that. no knock on Gucci Mane or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's still a pioneer. All your Gucci fans out there, yeah, yeah. don't hate me. For oh, they about to jump in my DM about it. But don't hate me for this. But the thing about Gucci Mane was he was releasing too much at one time okay so like when you over flood the market like that what's going to happen you're end up going to drown mm-hmm. so i always use this example mm-hmm. all right so like you're in a pool yeah how tall are you five nine you're five nine okay mm-hmm. so you're in a pool you're in the six foot section right yeah if they keep on putting water in a pool and you're standing yeah there, what's going to end up happening you're oversaturating yourself and you're going to end up mm-hmm. drowning soon yeah that's what happened with gucci man the thing about it was I got this mixtape coming out this day. On Thursday, I got another mixtape coming mm-hmm. out. On Friday, guess what? Another fucking mixtape yeah. coming out. And not only was he releasing mixtape, he was releasing studio albums. Mm-hmm. So not only was he releasing studio albums, he yeah. was also a feature artist. It's what Wayne did mm-hmm. in from 2007 to 2013. Mm-hmm. But the thing about it was Wayne at least let you breathe. Yeah. Gucci was just like yeah. audio, the audio up. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, but yeah, so that's how I feel about um, when it comes to like no limit. 
All right, so yeah. you got to understand, in 1998, when they released the 28 albums, mm -hmm. again, too yeah. much at one time. So, but me, I mean, yeah. I had music everywhere, so I was allowed to play music at work. I was allowed to play music here, so I got a chance to digest the album yeah. for a week. Yeah. And then when the next album came out, uh -huh. I was able to digest that one. Yeah. A lot of people, they don't listen to music like us. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, they just listen to a song here or there. Uh -huh. They don't listen to whole albums. Yeah. But this is back in 98 when streaming wasn't available. Yeah, especially like a lot of us was like getting our license and stuff like that. <clears throat> right, right. And so we'll get these albums and then we'll just like ride around all day listening to them. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? And like, I was about it, we just don't have that time. Cause everything is so fast paced now. Like we just don't have that time to even like do that stuff. Cause we're grown now. For one, right. we got jobs, we got kids, and we got all type of stuff going on. So right. it's kind of hard to sit. But what I, I still, what I still do is, I still get my like. If Drake would have dropped last night, like everybody thought like it was, yeah. I would have got my bottle. You know what I'm saying? I, I put the kids to sleep, and you know I make sure that okay, this is my time. Everybody That's your recoup sleep. time. That's my recoup time. I'm gonna take me a couple of shots, then I'm gonna press play. You know? Right. But I only do that with certain certain rappers, man, because so, uh, rappers these days they do sound exactly like. So it got to be certain rappers that I would so put time aside. Yeah. I think that segues into the first topic, mm -hmm. you know, because when we were riding around yeah. listening to these albums, mm -hmm. there are certain albums that we thought were classics back then. Yeah. Now as you get older, then age well, you reevaluate yeah. shit. Yeah. So I'm gonna let you lead into that topic. Okay. Okay. Um, so the first topic that we have, <clears throat> what is an overrated classic album? Like what album that everybody was saying like, oh, this is a classic. This is it's crazy. Boom, boom. But when you got to it, it's like, eh, I mean, it's all right. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't really so, what everybody, you know, pumped it up to be. I'm going to go ahead and start this off, okay? Mm -hmm. A lot of people are going to hate me for saying this, but hear me out. Okay. My album that I thought was a classic back then, but when I listen to it now, it's just like, it's just mediocre. Mm -hmm. It's Life After Death by the Notorious Okay, I, I would agree with you with that one. Life After Death. And the reason why I say that is because when you really break the album down, mm -hmm. yes, Biggie has some bars. Yeah. The sequencing of the album was terrible. Okay. You know, you start with Somebody's Gotta Die. Mm -hmm. Then you go into Hypnotize. Yeah. Then you go in to kick in the door. Then you go in to fucking you tonight. Like you've already went through so mm -hmm. many emotions. Yeah. Going through that. And then when you listen to it, even though Big is a great lyricist, mm -hmm. it doesn't hold up today. When you listen to a song like Play a Hater, it doesn't hold up today. Yeah. <clears throat> so I'm gonna agree with you on that one. And the reason why I'm gonna agree with you on that one because I, I was living in DC when that when that album dropped. And that's around the time he died. Right. Like right after he died. You know what I'm saying? So he died then. Yeah. Like, yeah. Two weeks after he died. And then they dropped that, like, you know, right there. So I think at first it was just a one CD album. I think it was just one CD. Right? They had the songs that they wanted for that one CD. Because I always think, like, the first disc is better than the second disc. And, I would <clears throat> partially agree. Okay. okay. Some of the best songs are on, um, you know, mm -hmm. CD too. Okay. I got you. So it's, it, it, it kind of balances itself out. But I still think that. It would have been better as one a single, single, disc. A single disc. Those songs that we like on the second disc, put them on the first disc. Right. I think we would have been going somewhere with that one. Correct. Because I think at the end of the day, it turned into like, oh, man, we got all these songs. He died. Let's just put them all out. So 
here's what I think the allure of that album was. Mm -hmm. This man just passed. Yeah. So we're already going to put this CD on the top tier. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, let's use the Machiavelli album for an example. Yeah. Pac died, what, <clears throat> a few weeks before the album was released. Mm -hmm. And when it came out, we already said it was at God level status because yeah. of who he was. Yeah. And I think the same thing happened with the Notorious B.I.G. Yeah. Because to this day, I still listen to Ready to Die. Mm -hmm. That's one of my pregame albums. Okay. If I'm going somewhere, if I'm, you know, doing something. Yeah. That's the album you throw on. Mm -hmm. And I think what it is, is we were so, we had so much illusions of grandeur mm -hmm. with the Ready to Die album. Yeah. We wanted to say this man passed, this is the legacy he's leaving. This is just as good when you go back and listen to it. Mm -hmm. It's just like, this ain't it. Yeah. I, I really love the Machiavelli album, though. Um, oh, no, 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 no. No, yeah, I'm, you just use that example, right? Right. Because he did have uh, All Eyes On Me Correct. before that. So he was put on like on God's status from that Double Diss album, which of the good Double Diss album. Like, it's hard one to make of, a actually, good Double Diss album. One of the best, if not the best, Double Diss album in hip hop. Yeah, yeah it has to be. If has not to be front best. to back bangers on both on both this if not the best yeah like that that's very that's very hard to do and tupac did it and then he backed it up with machiavelli Correct. sadly he had to die because i was like oh now he's on the roll you know but you know the funny thing about the machiavelli album that people don't pay attention to hmm. it was released six months after so it was i mean it was already finished. it was i mean it was already yeah. completed but it was mm -hmm. released six months after yeah who in the hell in hip-hop has lightning strike in the same place twice. That's crazy. You know only, I mean? only DMX. DMX dropped two albums in one year. He went number one like, on both. Yeah, albums. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the only time, like, other than Tupac, that I seen it happen. Well, I mean, well, DMX did. That did happen with DMX. He didn't make make history with that. No, and they better him with that. Mm -hmm. I know he made history with it, but was Flesh of My Flesh really on the level of? Of uh, as dark as hell is hot. Right. I didn't think it was. I didn't think it was. Oh, I love that album. Man. No, here's the thing. Yeah. I love the album, but like I said, remember when I said about <clears throat> the um, we wanted to be on God level status. Yeah. As yeah, dark yeah. and hell is hot was still in my player when yeah, flesh of my flesh dropped. Yeah. So I remember listening to flesh of my flesh about two times in a row, and I'm like, all right, cool. And I went back to it's dark and hell is yeah. hot. <laughs> but yeah, I. I I, don't, I mean, both of them were just equally good to me. I think DMX came out the the box three classic albums off top because oh yeah, and then there it, was it, X. I was like, damn, you know what I'm saying? Like you doing three, like goddamn. And then there was uh, X. Yeah, it it just went. It, he he was just on top of the world. Game over. Um, do me for that. You're not just put it out just a little bit more. About yeah. right there. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. Right, okay, cool. now okay, so I'm gonna go to my album and. Is this going to start a debate? It is, because every time I mention this album, this ain't the only time I said this. This ain't the only time I said this. Every time I mention this album, everybody lose their fucking mind. Like, I can't believe, like, you're, you're saying this, right? But to me, the album was just so mediocre that I don't understand what y'all which which niggas were saying. Let me mentally prepare for this, okay. please. All right. <clears throat> All right, let's go. Now, I love J. Cole, okay? We're going to go ahead and throw this out there. Everybody know I love J. Cole. I was in Fayetteville before J. Cole was J. Cole. He was Jermaine. Are you about to I, say what I think you're about I to know, say? I know, you know, I know you know exactly what I'm going to say, right? But the one album out of all his albums that I felt like y'all are bugging, because this is not the album, was 2014. 2014 Ferris Ferris Hill Hill Drive, Drive, man. <laughs> Fuck that album. All right. 
Fuck so, it. I'm not saying it was a bad album. Let, let me hear your explanation first before I defend first, okay. this. Okay. All right. So the his first two CDs, uh, The Sideline Story yeah, and Born, Born Sinner, I think with his production was that both of those albums was equally balanced with you know songs about hope uh songs you can bounce around to uh songs about it, like, it was just equally balanced i that, will say mm, one thing mm -hmm. the luminati on born Center yeah. is my favorite yeah. opening track it's crazy album of all time yes and I'm, about saying this, luminati. Yeah. and I'm saying this yeah on film the luminati is one of the best opening tracks if not the best opening track of all time i'll give it number two I, i'll give you my <clears throat> who i think has had the best but when it comes to that album i think lyrically he wasn't there me personally it's the songs was too drawn out the whole album was just drawn out it was just too it was just but do you know like, do you know the story behind the album he finally purchased his childhood home yeah okay which was and I stayed around the corner from that. Uh, 2014 Forest Hills Drive. I know, I know the so. back. The, look, you can give me every, you can give me the back story. He even did a concert in fucking Fayetteville, and all my niggas that was still in. Cause I was in Hawaii at the time when it when it dropped, but all my niggas went to the concert and all that stuff. Like they all on the HBO special. Like I get it. At the end of the day, with all his with, with all his albums. Mm -hmm. That one did not cut it for me. It was too drawn out. He had a song about losing his virginity. I'm like, bro, you like oh, thirty, yeah. you know, thirty dreams. years old. Yeah, it's like, come on, why, why are you still? And he was still reaching towards the college student. I'm like, you know, you about thirty years old at this point. So, what I think did it for me on the album mm -hmm. is because it became more of a personal album. So when you listen to everything on the album, it reminded him of Fayetteville. So when he said on the interview, he said, this is the CD I've always wanted to release, but Jay wouldn't let me. Mm. Now that I got my destiny in my own hands, I'm finally releasing what I want to release. And you that's that. why J. Cole's albums are sounding the way they are now. I actually, well, I think that's just the only draw out album. <clears throat> but if Jay-Z said that he saved him, because if he would have dropped that album first, I don't think J. Cole would be who J. Oh, Cole absolutely is. not. So... Hate it or love it with Jay Z. I mean, Jay Z might have held him back. Like, nah, nigga, don't drop that one. Don't, don't do that one. He said that Jay Z for the first two albums was just like, no, this, yeah. this, 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 yeah. this. And he did them right. He said, if you go number one mm -hmm. on this album, because remember, he came out the same week as Ye. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And remember, his album went number one the following yeah. week. Yeah. So he said, look, if you go number one on this album, and he knew he, Jay knew he was going against Ye. Mm -hmm. He says, you can release the CD you want to release. Yeah. And that's what happened. But here's the thing, though. I think J. Cole had to get that album out of his system. You're right. And I'm not knocking that. So. But. But. It, er, er, everybody that uh, arguing about that album, I have never seen them replay it. I have never seen them play it. Not around me. They never. It, when I'm around them, they don't never bring it up. They don't never. We have wild. barbecues. They don't never play it. Like. That's why. And it's like. Y'all talking about this album was like one of the greatest of all times. And I don't even hear y'all play it no more. That's wild to me because like. Anytime I'm about to go on a flight, I listen to San Tropez. Uh -huh. I listen to Love Yours anytime I'm like in a down mood. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like the CD has so much prevalence to me. And I think it's because of my situation in life at the time when it came out. Uh -huh. Because, you know, I'm not ashamed to say this now. I was ashamed to say it then. Yeah. I was living in my car when that album came out. Yeah. You know, I was transitioning in between homes, whatever, whatnot. Uh -huh. And I lived in my car for about six months. Okay. So. Damn. Okay. I I really use that CD as hope. So I guess for me personally, yeah, yeah. it's more of a personal thing as okay. opposed of looking at the album as a whole. Might it be a bad album? 
Absolutely. But for my situation at the time, it was just more so, you know, that's what I was holding on to at the time. Okay, I'll give you that. I was in Hawaii in the sunshine, 80 degrees all the way around. Like, I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't going through nothing. You know what I'm saying? I was in Hawaii chilling, trying to learn how to surf. And you know, I ain't want to hear that shit. This you know nigga what I'm saying? Said, this nigga said, fuck your homelessness. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Fuck your homelessness. You know what I'm saying? I was in Hawaii living my life. Nah, but I, we were just in two different Where we were in parts of our life. Yeah, so we when that album dropped, it just touched you better. Me, I'm like, I don't want to hear this shit. I'm in Hawaii wilding out. Well, you know. And that goes for me like with another album that mm-hmm. I really don't like, but most people like, and that's Mob Deep's Murder Music. Yeah, I'm the same way. I'm not, I'm not. But you know, I'm from the South, so that, that right. it didn't touch me how. I've always it, had a it, New York state of mind. Me too, me too. You know but not I mean? them though. But Mob Deep's yeah. Murder Music, everybody's like, yo, this is a classic four mm-hmm. and a half mics in the source, this and the third. I'm like, I just don't hear it. See, some people, I like. I, I got really into hip hop or rap just off of New York. Period. When I was in right, DC, we all did. Yeah, when I was in DC, I got introduced to DJ Clue tapes and all that. It kind of changed my mind about everything. I was just straight no limit. So I went to DC. Then here comes motherfucking you know DJ Clue, and I hear Nori, I hear Cameron, I hear all those guys, Carmega, uh, you know all those guys, right? But still, Mob Deep, this ain't doing for me. <clears throat> and I think like even with Wu Tang with me, right? Legendary group. They, I, I saw I, them last year in concert. Yeah, it's it's like I don't probably don't know the hell you saying. Like you just so, they, they speak so much in deep dialogue. So here's it's like I don't know what y'all. I, don't even, I can't follow. Here's the thing about what the they Wu-Tang saying. Clan. Mm-hmm. I dig individual people from the clan. Yeah, but you know yeah, there's yeah, yeah. But, there are certain Wu Tang CDs yeah, yeah. I just can't listen to yeah. because. Yeah, yeah, you get it. Yeah, yeah. separately, like Method Man, I fuck Method Man, Capadonna, I fuck with him. Um, Ghostface, and you know, Ghostface, he get a little too crazy, you know, just with the metaphor. I don't know. Is I like Ghost. Flat the tire with a steak iron, and then like, like what? You flat the tire with a steak iron? I don't know what are you talking about? Like, you know, what I'm saying like he just be saying random stuff, and and me personally, once like white people get a hold of something, I just kind of like <laughs> what he say? Judge Judy, big groupie, bitch, bluebie, should have did you know? Do like, it. I was like, wow, like, what? You know what I'm saying? But people like that. But once white people get a hold of something like real D, like it becomes theirs, right? Like Wu Tang's white people now. Like if white people embrace that. Whole... I will say this: mm-hmm. last year I went to the New York State of Mind tour. Okay. Which was you know Wu Tang Nas. Yeah. There were more white people at the concert. Yes. Than black people, and it doesn't. I, I would even it would even boggle my mind if I seen that, because that's all I see talking about it today. You know, unless you're a real hip hop historian type guy, right? You don't really talk about like you know the Wu Tang era or <clears throat> this type of the Wu Tang series came out. I wasn't really. I saw the first season of it. It went crazy. You know, I still didn't yeah. watch it. It's the first season's all right, but then they changed up uh, Rizzo voice the actor they, on the second season. I don't. They went kind of crazy with that. But the only reason why I went to the Wu Tang show mm-hmm. is because. Nas is my second favorite rapper of all time. Yeah. So, in my forty plus years, I'm like, I gotta see Nas live. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm not gonna see my number one favorite mm-hmm. rapper live because mm-hmm. he doesn't perform no more. Yeah. That's Scarface, y'all. <laughs> so, but he doesn't perform no more. So I'm like, look, I gotta get a chance to see Nas live, and mm-hmm. that's why I went. No, but, I understand that. But it's it crazy. Wasn't... But hold on, 2014 Forest Hills Drive. Yeah. No. Didn't cut it for me, man. And you know what? When I came back from Hawaii, I was right around Fayetteville. I played it again. Trying to see if you got something different. I was riding around in my homeboy, old ass Crown Vic. <clears throat> like, I was getting deep into 
the Fayetteville state of mind, and it just it just didn't hit. No, and that's fair. I can't do it, man. Out of all his albums, that's fair. That's it. Like, that's the one. And and me, maybe because everybody was hyping it up, that's probably the reason why. Then when I got to him, like, mm, what was yeah. the name of the album after that? The one that um, after that one. Yeah. Oh, he went quiet for a while. Did the he? one with neighbors. What was the name of that album? Oh, uh, for your eyes only. For your eyes only. That's mm -hmm. the only one that I was just like it has see, no replay yeah. value for me. But see, that one had the replay value. That's the one that didn't have replay yeah. value for me. He, that one that he had KOD. KOD is my yeah. shit though. KOD is my shit. That's one that nobody really speaks about. I don't know why. But well, uh, here's the thing about it. It's just like Kendrick's last album. I love Kendrick to death, but when you bring up Kendrick's discography and you listen to Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, mm -hmm. what replay value did it really have? It's, it got better replay value than uh, The Pimple Butterfly. Can't stand that album. That's debatable. <laughs> I can't stand that album, man. Really? That's one of those albums. <clears throat> this is how I look at things. This is how I look at things, right? I got to hear this. Some, it's like this, right? Some did, people did can just become. anybody say anything about that shit? My boy, Mark Brahim. Now, I think when it comes to shit like everybody get quiet for a minute, they probably unload. <laughs> when it comes to certain people, right, I think once they become like a household name, they're going to always say this motherfucker is dropping heat. It doesn't matter what they do. I'm saying, I'm talking about, I'm talking about to the average person. I'm talking about we actually listen to the music. We do. Yeah. Yeah. We do. We do. But the average person, they just going to say it's a classic just because it's just Kendrick. Right. And that's how 90% of the world is. But that's how I felt with Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Mm -hmm. It's just like. I, I didn't say that was his best joint, though. No. I was I, saying re replay value. So. You, it re nah, I ain't, ain't going to lie. So it don't have no replay value. You're, <laughs> you're a rapper. Maybe, maybe I'm a, yeah. Is it you're a rapper and I'm a producer? Yeah. So I listen to everything from a production standpoint. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the best produced albums that came out that year. I get up. That, yeah, and that's why if I have any type of replay album, I fuck with that. But the Pimple Butterfly, he went too far in love. He was going too African with the too many poetry things. I don't know. He was just like, all right, man, I know you're trying well, to try something new. And, and I get it. This is what I hate and love about the Pimple Butterfly. It's one of those CDs you have to listen to in its entirety. You can't break it up. Okay. You know what I mean? Because if you notice, the poem gets longer as the CD mm -hmm. goes along and the poem's complete on the last track. Mm -hmm. So if you listen to it in sections and you're only getting partials of the pro poem, you're just like, you feel unfulfilled. So I think the only downfall on that album is you have to listen to it in, in its entirety. And, and some I, people just don't have the time. And I also thought that first time I heard I was younger, Okay. I went back and revisited. I went in the gym. I said, you know what? Got a couple hours in the gym. I'm just going to just let this shit rot. I couldn't make it. I couldn't do it. Some people can't. It's just like, I don't know. It, but the same albums that people are claiming are the classics. Like, are the ones I, you can't get past. I can't get past. And one, they don't even play it. So I have never heard, like, no, I mean, I'm talking about on social media, I'm talking about friends, like nobody replays these apps, like nobody posts these songs over again. So and any, I was like, so how, how is these classics? Man? Anybody who knows me knows that mm -hmm. Outkast is a Quimini. Yeah. To me, is their best album. That's Which just I, to me. I, yeah. And I ain't gonna argue with you about that. But here's the thing. Anytime I bring up, you know, Outkast in conversation, mm -hmm. nobody mentions a Quimini at all. Okay. And I'm just like, did y'all okay. not listen to the album? I know. But see, that's what I was like. You, you ain't gonna argue me about that, though. Okay. I can argue, you can argue AT Aliens or Clement I, whatever. Right. I get you. 
I, I ain't gonna argue with you. As long as you say it's one of those two, I mean, oh, Southern Pelicans are kind of like, well, kind of like music say, was was that was a first joint. That was a that was like a reasonable doubt. If you say anything <clears throat> out of their first four albums, I'm yeah. not going. I'm to not going to. Yeah. So anything after Stink Only, if you said like Speaker Box Love Blows yeah. their best album, I'm going to question you. Question you. Yeah. <clears throat> and you just saying shit just to be saying shit. Right. <laughs> like so like. I actually had mm -hmm. somebody tell me, you know, I was like, what's your favorite Outkast album? They were like, greatest hits. Yeah. I'm like, you can't talk music with me. Yeah. You never put anybody's greatest hits as one of the best albums of all time. Ever. Mm -hmm. Unless you're talking about Bob Marley's Legend. Yeah. That's the only album that's the greatest hits, in my opinion. Mind you guys, this is my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only <laughs> album that's a greatest hits, in my opinion, that can be in anybody's top ten. My boy Mark Brown said, um... I don't know. Say that again. Um, but then you criticize the structure if he didn't do it, do it as a full poem, double edged sword. It, I, it, I, I, <clears throat> it fucked the poem. Everything on the album sucked to me. Wow. Yeah, like the production, the everything. It just okay. So <clears throat> I just I never went. And, but but people that argue about that album, they I'm, don't no, even I'm play not, the album themselves. So I'm, I don't. Want, I'm not arguing with mm -hmm. you about the album. I just. Because, I'm just hearing your stance. Because sometimes things are really artsy. Okay. And so, people were like, "That's it's the art. It's the." I'm like, sense. that doesn't mean that it's good. <laughs> like that makes sense. Yeah. Because when you listen to an album like, um, what is that? American Gangster by Jay Z, mm -hmm. which everybody hails as a classic. Yeah. That wasn't yours. It was too artsy for me. What? I think it stuck to the. To was, what he was doing, it was way too. It can't be too artsy if the if he was doing it for the soundtrack, American Gangster, that he made a seventies theme album. All right, so when you listen to the production on that album and mm -hmm. compare it to other Jay Z albums, it's over polished, overproduced. Lyrically, it's one of his best, but when you listen to the production on that, like the brassiness of Rock Boys, <sighs> or when you listen to the like dramatics of falling it's a beautiful song i don't think it's over you said it right there that's a beautiful song it is and art is what well ours is what you which you per is from your perspective but it's beautiful you can, we, we, we from can, your perspective correct well yeah yeah <laughs> look man <laughs> which album better american gangsta or Butterf uh pimp butterfly in my opinion yeah to Pimple Butterfly. You lying. I know you're lying. <laughs> to Pimple Butterfly. No, you're just saying that because no, it's Kendrick. No, no. Because, no I'm not no saying way. that because it's Kendrick. Because I listen to, to Pimple Butterfly literally maybe once a week. I can't tell you the last time I dusted off my American Gangster. No, actually I can. It was in January. And that's because I went on a Jay-Z binge. Okay. But that's not Jay-Z's worst album. But you really deep in the music. I'm, I'm gonna take it from you. I'm just talking about an average listener. Oh yeah. I believe like, okay, well, so it, the like average what, listener yeah. is going to probably pick American Gangster. Yeah. Because it's easy I, I to digest. I just think it's a it's a well put together <clears throat> album better than Pimp the Butterfly. Well, it's easier to digest than to Pimp a Butterfly. Yeah, that's for sure. Because when you <laughs> here's the thing about to Pimp a Butterfly, I still find new things in it. Almost what eight years after its release. Okay. So I'm still finding Easter eggs in the album. Oh my God. No, it's true. And that's another thing, man. We're going we're gonna to talk about this. We're going to do one right. last thing, right? Then we're going to get off this shit. Okay. Right? Everything okay. Kendrick do is not an Easter egg. You probably find us some real joints. But you know, no, you ever I'm, been on like uh, like social media or TikTok and it, 
Kendrick would sneeze on the train. They'd be like, you know why Kendrick sneezed on that part, right? right? See, that's our African slave that was killed. Right. They are ingesting his body as a virus, and he had to sneeze him out. Like, it ain't that serious, man. Kendrick Lamar is not that. It's not not everything Kendrick Lamar does. I'll say one thing, and we'll end it there about Kendrick, and we'll go on to the next subject. Okay. Just like you said, once white people got to Mm Wu-Tang, it's sort of tarnished everything right the same thing happened with kendrick so like once white people began to understand the damn album yeah that's a good one that's that's a good album no it's a great album great album that's the thing once it got in the hands of white Mm, people yeah i've never seen so many white kendrick fans Nothing against white people. My girlfriend's white, so. Yeah. Well, you know, nothing against. I love my white people. Half the people that's watching they're gonna be white. I'm just saying, once right. y'all get a hold of something, cause y'all, y'all still like, they like really backpackers. You know what I'm saying? Like they still like the underground and it, it, but, music, and I still do too. You know, but they really, that's all they listen to. You know the best <clears> example <throat> of that? <clears throat> MC Hammer, MC Hammer's "Please Hammer Don't Hurt Him." Yeah, so once you know because when you listen to hammer's first two albums mm-hmm. you know let's get it started and i forget the demo that he had before mm-hmm. that, that was released he was you know like your quintessential oakland rapper you yeah. know yeah. abc efg yeah. you know what i mean mm-hmm. so once white people found out that they can digest that and it wasn't too hard mm-hmm. they gravitated toward him yeah now name me somebody in hip-hop that sold over 10 million albums that didn't, you know, go commercially successful. This was rap's first diamond album. Oh, yeah. And do you know why? Without a doubt. Do you know why? Why? It was easily digestible. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was having fun, too. He was dancing. And, I, I, call, I used to call it the alphabet soup music. Mm-hmm. Put some words in, you know. Yeah, I, I, I just think because he was just a fun guy, you know what I'm saying? He was dancing and... No, but here's the thing. You know, NWA Gangsta Music was trying to but yo, explode this out was, of nowhere. This was a real street dude, though. No, I'm not lying. Yeah, yeah, he don't write up on some rappers yeah. talk about his baggy pants. Yo, like, <laughs> this man put a head out on MC Search. Yeah. What was it, $50,000? He wasn't playing. And he had people in the airport looking for him. Yeah. They had to sit there and call Hammer's management team just like yo we got a show to do can we like stop this hit and mc hammer was just like man shout out to hammer man that's that guy he doesn't get the credit he He doesn't get the credit everybody wanted to be hammer man i'm not even gonna like that but what's the next up um what's the most underrated classic album like an album that you felt like is a classic but nobody giving no praise don't laugh at me when i say this No, i have two albums okay Red Man's Muddy Waters and Red Man's Doctor's Name 2000. The second one, uh, I don't know about that one. The, the first one, Muddy yeah, Waters, Muddy everybody Waters. think that's a classic, though. No. That's the only album I would give Red Man, to be honest with you. Really? Yeah, I mean, I'm not a Red Man fan, though. Gotcha. I'm, not, I'm not a Red Man fan. I, so, I, I ain't going to tell you. I'm not going to sit up and lie like I know his albums and, so like, and all that, but I did listen to that one, though. When I talk about classic albums mm-hmm. and I mention Red Man, they're like, nah, fam, that's not it. Mm-hmm. But when you really listen to the album, lyrically, not only is it his best album, the replay value almost thirty years later mm-hmm. is there. No, I, I give. You, I mean, Redman lyrically, he always gonna be that guy. I mean, Eminem 
that's his role model when it comes to like rhyming. That's true. He he looked up to Redman, and that's how he found his you know certain style of the rhyming to be who he is today. Right. Redman, but you you know the thing about Redman and like Ludacris and like Buster Rhymes, like, like these super They're lyrical guys. They, yeah, yeah, they animated. You know what I'm saying? And you don't really like you know they lyrical, but it, they so animated and cartoonish like nobody want to give them that. You know what I'm saying? Because there's no way that you ain't gonna say Ludacris is somewhere up there in your top ten, but. But go ahead with you, Sando. The first time I heard <clears throat> Muddy Waters in its entirety, mm-hmm. I was at Job Corps. Okay. Right? And, you know, like, in Job Corps, you know, this was back in the age mm-hmm. of CD books and yeah. shit like that. Yeah. I remember me and um, this dude named um, Mike Bowman. Mm-hmm. We used to switch out CDs, you know. Yeah. I had a book of, like, 200 here, 200 there. He had a book of 300 here, 300 mm-hmm. there. We would just like switch out CDs because, you know, that's how we killed time. Yeah. yeah. I remember the first time I heard the Muddy Waters album. I was floored. Mm-hmm. It was one of those moments that you remember in life, like the first time, you know, you mm-hmm. had a certain food or the first time you seen a certain person. Yeah. I remember the first time I heard Muddy Waters, I was stuck in that room. And he was just like, all right, so let's trade back. I'm like, nah, 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 nah. I'll trade you. <laughs> To keep this CD, not yet. I said, I'll trade you to. I said, I'll trade you to keep this CD, but you give me something else. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mark Brown, <clears throat> I'm gonna get to that CD. You what did he say? SD Cameron, Sex Drugs Entertainment. I'm gonna get to that one though. Is he serious? Hold on, nah. don't do that. And that ain't mine. But I'm not gonna argue with him about that. Wait, what's his name? Mark Brown. He's hey, yeah, Mark. He, yeah. What up, Mark? We'll talk about it. We'll we'll talk, we're gonna get on it. Come, no, Mark. Mark is gonna be the one I'm gonna call. Okay. Um. <clears throat> so just, just stay by your phone, Mark. Shout out to um, Mark. My album, <clears throat> and still to this day, is gonna be Drag On. Opposite H2O. Drag On opposite of H2O. From front to back. Bang! I mean, I don't like. I don't understand how. People that claim they're Rough Rider fans and and all that, how y'all miss that? Well, like, how you know why? Okay, go ahead. Because the publications, because remember, we didn't have the internet and shit back then. What's the first thing that you saw? You saw X. No, saw no, E. No, I'm just saying. What's the oh. first thing you saw about the album, other than advertisements in the magazines? And I just gave you a hint there. I don't know. Draw the blank. Double XL gave the album a medium. That's crazy. To the source gave it two and a half mics. And I don't know why. But here's the thing about it. That's what we had to go by. Yeah. We so, didn't have the internet. We didn't have streaming. Yeah. So when you sing in a publication, mm-hmm. it's not worth spending your money on. What, which is so retarded <clears throat> to me because they was pushing him out first, right after DMX. Like Correct. he was the one. Like Correct. he was like, all right, you got X, you got But remember, Brian. they pushed him back. For, for Eve. For Eve, yeah, for Eve. But then they tap, but they put them together, though. Correct. That's why they own each other albums, which is they, they, the shit that they do together always wins. Was top tier. Was top tier. And I don't give a care. I don't give a fuck what anybody say. And they can at me. They can do whatever they want. Dragon was the hardest rapper, the, and, lyri- the most lyrical rapper out of Rough Out of Camp. If you hear any of his freestyles now, yeah, still, he's still sharp still as attack. Still crazy. Still, he's still crazy with it. Still sharp as attack. But now, my but, but, but what album? I ain't gonna cut you off. But what album out of the out of the Rough Rider camp is better than that album? Like, I'm talking all of them. We're excluding X, right? Excluding X, you can't do X. You can't do X. You can't do X. No. Other than that, just, there was one top tier album. Okay. 
and that's the Locks Weird Street. But here's the thing. That's a good album. You really cannot compare the Locks to Drag On because you got three sharp lyricists here, Drag On by himself, and mm. Drag On Hell that album. But but any any group album that Rough Riders did and Drag On was on it, he held his damn oh, I'm, I'm talking about he went crazy. Thing, though, yeah. Remember, Rough Riders Volume 1 wasn't really selling That's when right. it came out. Mm -hmm. But when they put Down Bottom as a single, the ears started getting on to the album. And they had Juvenile. Remember, remember, what's the first single that they released on that album? Oh, no, let me see. Uh, was it the Rough Riders? Nope. The first single that they released on that album was, was what Eve they joined. Was Eve. Yeah. Eve joined, yeah. And then they released Jigga My Nigga. Okay. Yeah, that was then cool. they released Down Bottom, and that's when the album saw a 180 in sales. But as far as video-wise, <clears throat> it was Eve mm -hmm. and then Down Bottom. As Correct. far as video-wise. Correct, because they only released two videos yeah. from that album. Yeah. Because Jigga My Nigga didn't have a video because Jay-Z was They busy. did do the rough out of Kanuni was in jail, rapping in a jail cell. But yeah, that was straight to yeah, DVD. That was, that was, that yeah. was a straight to DVD video. Gotcha, gotcha. So, um, um, but the but, two that did make was E, What Y'all Want, and de definitely Down Bottom. Now, single-wise, it was Jigga Money. Right. Now, do you know the way life is on mm -hmm. Dragon's yeah. album? Mm -hmm. Not because Case was on the hook. It's one of my favorite introspective songs. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the thing about Dragon's album is it took you there. Like, the opening single opposite mm -hmm. of H2O, mm -hmm. when you hear Swiss beats just whisper, like the match, you're like, oh my God, like, I have so many good that memories. Because for that fire? The way Dragon was talking, the way he talks is. <clears throat> I have so many good memories to that CD. Me too. Like, when it comes to like me trying to memorize an album and punch lines, Dragon had it, man. Oh yeah, And absolutely. I just didn't understand, you know, everybody gonna put Jetty Kiss over here, but I'm like, Jada Kiss don't have a classic album like Dragon do to me. I don't have a classic album from Jada Kiss. Because Jada Kiss kind of went mainstream real fast. <clears throat> so his albums went mainstream. All right, so, nah, I can't do Kiss like that. Shout out to Kiss. But um, Give me a classic album Chris, uh, Kiss got. I'm talking oh, about front to back. Kiss the game goodbye. Easy. Front to back. Kiss the game goodbye. Easy. Easy. Front to back? Front to back, the rest of his albums, like Jade Kiss, what has eight albums? Yeah. The rest yeah. of his albums, yeah, really. you know, like don't have the replay value that Kiss the Game Goodbye has. Because okay. Kiss the Game Goodbye had something that appealed to everybody the New York niggas, mm -hmm. the down south, the west coast, so on and so on. Jade Kiss wasn't afraid to work with anybody. Yeah. And the album was very, very consistent, especially for a debut. Okay. But here's the thing once Jay got too comfortable, the albums became lackluster. That's true. So, like, easily top five dead or alive, as he says, but you can't be top five dead or alive if you only have one album out mm -hmm. of eight that has full replay value. Gotcha. So, you got Red Man. Yeah, absolutely. I got Drag On. Absolutely. <laughs> For those who haven't heard the Muddy Waters album, that's where I always tell people to start with Red Man. Okay. What's your top five albums <clears throat> of all time? Maybe not of all time, or just, just hip hop like, albums, right? Strictly, yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll just, we'll just, just keep it hip hop. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that that not the obvious though. Ooh, because you know what I'm saying. See that that's what no, a trick. No yeah, nomadic, no the yeah, diary. Yeah, that's what a trick. See that that's the trick of the question. You know what I'm saying. We 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 gonna name. Of course, of course, we got those. All right. So how how about we say this? The top five albums that people might not have heard. Because if I say something like Illmatic, which is okay. 
You know, okay, like, I got it. Yeah, yeah. So I want to say Midnight Marauders by Tribe Called Quest. Okay. This is this is this is I was doing top five. This is two. So Midnight Marauders by Tribe Called Quest. Uh I mentioned this earlier. And my my brother's keeper by Cain and Abel. Uh That's like the No Limit Smorgasbord. Okay. And I have to name one more. Why don't we go with? I feel like I'm taking too much time. No, you good. And to everybody that's that's looking on, we ain't talking about like everybody's top five we talking about like man this shit that i feel like should be top five you know what i'm saying like it, this is my personal your personal face okay why don't we go with me against the world by Pac? okay yeah nobody talks about that one all right so midnight marauders <clears throat> me against the world what the fuck did i say was number three i don't think you did three yet yeah i did i said midnight marauders i named the second album and then I said, me against the world. What the fuck did I just say? Oh, it was a No Limit joint. Uh, it was, oh, uh, and my, my brother's yeah, keeper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to go Nelly Country Grammar. Classic. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I don't care if anybody's a classic. It got him to where he is today. We'll talk about that in a second. That Nelly Just Country Grammar. Put a pen right there. Okay, we'll, we'll be talking about that. <laughs> put a pen right there. We'll talk about it. Nelly Country Grammar. They're sure it was a classic that nobody don't want to admit to. They don't want to give it to Oh, I'm not, I'm not debating okay. that at okay. all. Okay, okay. Um, I'm going to go Eve. Rough Riders First Lady? First Lady, yeah. I'm going to go that one. Front to back, to me, nobody really speaks about it. You know, Mark Brown College Dropout is a class for everybody. We, we going like classes like i'm not i'm not debating that yeah. eve album yeah nobody really scenario 2000 goes off. listen dmx drag on yeah eve that song goes hard crazy the song let's talk about with drag on goes i want to talk about it. goes insanely hard and that's it's one it's crazy another good album over there yeah. yeah um love is blind jesus i can go on all day with that yeah and I think that's one of my albums, like, people don't think about it until they go back and listen to it. They'll be like, God damn, this shit was crazy. Yeah, this shit you, crazy as hell. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, when you revisit it. When you really like, God damn. Like, you know, well, so, so I, I, what's up? Like I said, I revisited Nelly's Sweat and Suit album. Okay. And then, We'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll talk about game. that later. Because we th- I, th- I think we need to talk about Nelly more. Let's do that. But we're going name your third. Yeah, yeah. Name your third. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, what us see. I got boom, boom. Um... Hard to do a third. Yeah, that third one's gonna be crazy. Oh damn, that third one. I'm glad I'm glad I dropped it down to three. Right. (laughs) Um, I'm gonna go. Big Sean. Which one? Finally famous. Okay. I'm gonna go that first album. Okay. These are albums I like. Set the stone for these artists. Yeah, but nobody really goes back and say like these, like you know what I'm saying, like right. these, these. Yeah, that that so, was, that, Yeah, go ahead. Co- cohesive list. Let's go back to the pen. Miseducation mm-hmm. Lord here's a class for everybody. Mark Brown. You yeah, that is a classic for everybody. Eternal ninety nine. But that's 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 cheating. That's regular. But, but go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Here's the thing. Though. <clears throat> I think the albums that we named mm-hmm. are albums that are like worth revisiting. Yes. Because a lot okay. of people don't sit there and they're just like, 
Okay, was this album a classic? Let me go back and. Hey, maybe we should just put it like that. All right, yeah. Um, Albums worth revisiting. Worth revisiting. There okay. we go. Bet, 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 bet. But um, yeah, let's go that. back to Nelly. Okay. okay. So when you said country grammar, I'm just like, I agree because here's the thing. Mm -hmm. I bought country grammar late because oh, remember the okay. first single was country mm -hmm. grammar and it was just too sing-songy for me. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, nah, this is like nursery rhymes. I can't do this. Okay. So when um, I went back and finally bought the album like four months later, mm -hmm. The album was jamming, like the track "Loving." It's a, it's a good run, you know. <laughs> it's a good run. Oh, yeah. What was the name of that one with Lil Wayne? Um, <clears throat> ah, this is for my nigga. Yeah, this is for my nigga. Yeah, keep it in time. first night. Yeah, yeah. And then when I first heard "Batter Up" with uh, the Jefferson sample, yeah. I was just like, "Yo." Like, I felt bad for sleeping on that album and, for so long. And he ended with, Will thou ever loving me? Yeah, hey, I mom, mentioned that. I just mentioned that. Like, you know, it's like, oh, man, he really, because they put together. A cohesive album. A cohesive album, yeah. Cohesive and the track album. listing was key. Structured. And that's what I, I mean, was talking about with an earlier CD I was talking yes, about. With, yeah. um, which one was <clears> it? Um, not All Eyes on Me, but um, Life After Death. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How the yeah. track list was just like all over the place. Yeah. But when you listen to Nellyville, like you can hear a little bit of the commercialism, mm -hmm. yeah. but you can tell that's a CD he really yeah. wanted to release. And he stayed with his style. Exactly. That's what I like. So, the, the, even with the beat, the production on it, I think he, you know, I think he threw Pharrell on it a couple of times. But as far as like um, him keeping that, that St. Louis production style, how they sound, when he's a man in the world, that was on the St. Louis style. But anyway, you get what I'm saying though. <clears throat> but even the song mm -hmm. Work It with Justin yeah, Timberlake, yeah, I was yeah. just like, because when I saw Justin Timberlake's on the album, I'm like, nah, fam, mm -hmm. what are we doing? And then when you heard the track, you're just like, yeah. I got you. And to end it, he dis uh, Karis. Oh, the Rock the Mike remix. <laughs> he said, one. He said, he said, oh, God, how do you want it? He's oh, like, K, yeah. nobody here even said your name R. You really must be mad about something, man. Yes. <laughs> I was like, out of all people, Nelly. But do you know why? I don't know the backstory about so it. I, mean, back, I think he so might The backstory mm -hmm. back is, mm -hmm. remember KRS-One has a song called, you know, I'm Still Number One. Mm -hmm. That was released with BDP, Buggy Down Productions, for those who don't know. So when Nelly released the song number one for the Training Day soundtrack, mm -hmm. KRS-One looked at it as, yo, this man's really coming for my title. This yeah. man's really coming for a diss. So KRS-One made a very, very lackluster diss against Nelly. Because he think that Nelly was lackluster. Right. Mm -hmm. So he was just like, nah, <clears throat> you know, Nelly wasn't going to respond. But every interview that Chris got on, he would just be like, yo, I got a top 10, yeah. you know, for I got a top 10 disc for every rapper in the top 10, woo, woo, woo. Mm -hmm. And Nelly's number one. I'm going to show him who's number one. It got to the point where Nelly really couldn't ignore it and literally shut, shut him down. <clears throat> Nelly, people. And the thing about it is <laughs> he went at a legend, mm. swung the Excalibur, and won. I know. That's like that's the crazy you, part about it. Man, you gotta give him that respect, man. He swung the Excalibur and won. Yep. That's you gotta put like, like we even, need to speak about Nelly more. Even if you watch the Beef Two DVD. Mm -hmm. Yes, I said DVD, y'all. Yeah, I'm they yeah, the come up DVD, all that stuff. Yeah, I'm showing my age here. <laughs> but even when you watch the Beef Two DVD, even KRS One was just like, yo, like mm -hmm. he got me. Yeah, and know you can do about that. And on top of that, like I said last week, I revisited Sweat and Suit, mm -hmm. and I'm like, why? 
aren't I listening to this more? Yeah. Because the thing about it is, Nelly has flow. Mm -hmm. His flow is unmatched. Sometimes he has bars. But the thing about it is, he's always going to give you a damn good song. Yes. He's always going to make sure you get your money's worth with your mm -hmm. album. Granted, I did not listen to his country album. Yeah. But he a fly nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, he fly. You know what I'm saying? Like, he just wasn't a corny. Right. A corn. Everybody, you know, people try to put the cornball thing on. Like, but nah, you he, couldn't. He got a shanty. I don't know. I don't know. You couldn't. And, <laughs> <on top, laughs> and then on top of that, he's an entertainer. Yes. Not only does he rap, he sings. Mm -hmm. He could put together a hook. Yeah. Like, you're yeah. a dope-ass entertainer. And give me a list of who he can't work with. Could he work with everybody? Exactly. And once Jay-Z mentioned your name, like, you you there. Like, <laughs> Jay-Z did mention him. Yeah. He's the only the dude's moving units is him, Pimp, Pimp Juice, Juice, and us. <laughs> Jesus. Is there rock in here? I saw, that's all he needed to hear. <laughs> no, but the thing about mm -hmm. it was, at that time, who was really moving units? Jay-Z, mm -hmm. Nelly. Mm -hmm. and, and, yeah, because DMX kind of got it to his, you know. The whole drug thing and all that he wasn't well, really produ uh, producing like that dmx is one of my <clears throat> saddest hip-hop stories yes. mm -hmm. because and you know i'm not trying to trail off subject here guys the reason yeah. why he's my saddest hip-hop story is because the thing about it is you came out on four three two one mm -hmm. on ll's track that's your proper debut yeah and who are you rhyming with red and meth yeah cannabis ll cool j and on the remix P. master p yeah and that's one of Masterpiece's most underrated verses. No. The thing about it is, a lot of people. We're not gonna get into that. No, no, no. Let me just say this on the record. A lot of people don't know P held his own yes. with rap heavyweights. Yes. His style, his way. <clears throat> oh man. His way. But um, going, that's what I like. Yeah. You know, going back to a D initial subject, mm -hmm. the thing about it is, DMX came out on the brightest track with lyricism. Yeah. yeah released his album and the <clears throat> thing about it was they Def Jam undershipped that album mm -hmm. because they didn't think it was going to sell that much okay so for those who was there in may 98 and you went to the cd store and couldn't find this cd mm -hmm. and you were upset that's Def Jam's fault because yeah. this guy was a star yeah and then on top of that what happened seven months later he released a number another number one album mm -hmm. and what happened six months after that he started working on it, and then there was yeah. X. Yeah. Yeah. So you had a guy with the brightest star. He just had demons. Mm -hmm. And I always say, when you get in the industry, you need friends. Yeah. That's going to be like, yo, cut this shit out for a little bit. Mm -hmm. This is what we got to focus yeah. on. A lot of people have a way of fumbling the bag. Yeah. Like Ja Rule was the same way. Mm -hmm. If Ja Rule would not have listened to Irv Gotti about the whole... Let's release a whole album that's gonna diss 50 Cent, the whole blood in my eye, mm -hmm. which was a misstep in this discography. Yeah. Jaw would have been bigger than what he's supposed to. You know all Jaw Rule had to do with 50 Cent was ignore him? Yeah. And then 50 Cent wouldn't be 50 Cent either. <clears throat> exactly. Because that's what he, he fed off that whole Jaw Rule coming back with, oh yeah, I'm about to, about to get his ass now type shit. But. <sighs> that's. That's for another it's, podcast. Yeah, yeah, I got you, I got you. But yeah. we, we need a, I'm glad we did an honorable mention with Nelly. Oh, God, He yeah. definitely needed to be mentioned in, in the hip-hop. Oh, absolutely. Um, Mark Brown, the uh, War Report by uh, Capone and Oregon, that's Yo. definitely, that's definitely one. Mark. That's definitely one. Mark. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely one. Yeah. yeah. I give you that one. 
Mark. When I go back and revisit that shit all the time, I'm like, damn, that shit was kind of crazy. Capone Bone? Yeah, Capone. Yeah. That's my shit. Mark. Good that's, job. That on had that. the first bloody money on it, too. Yeah. <clears throat> Mark, good but, job on that one. That, that was it. That's dope. I fuck with you, Mark. On that yeah. One. That, all listen. right. Okay, Mark. You about to be up in a minute, my guy. Hey. Ne- next topic. <laughs> I'm excited for this, actually. <laughs> all right, man. Look. Pusha T. And Jim Jones, they're going back and forth. Yeah. For whatever reason, I have no idea why. Okay. But. That story is a little cloudy. It's, it's, it's a little cloudy. But, <clears throat> I mean, I, I'm thinking that it, it's steered from Jim Jones saying that Pusha T is not in his top. It's not top That's 50. where it stemmed from. Right, right. I know that's where it stemmed from. And then Pusha T going to get a little attitude, whatever. And then he's going to chuck. And then he dropped. I don't know. But, you know, everything that Pusha T dropped after that, they think it was towards Jim Jones. I don't know. But it was a good track with him and um, Malice on it, right? right. They, they, the clips had jumped back together to did a track. I, I fuck with that track. Um, when people said it was about Jim Jones, Jim Jones responded like he should, and he he killed it. I, me personally, everybody thought Jim Jones was gonna be knocked out the box or whatever. But Jim, that's Jim Jones, my nigga. He's from Harlem, nigga. I, he he came up around Cameron. I will say and, this: and, uh, his, his flow on the track. Yeah, it's, yeah. That's Jim Jones, man. I don't know why. It, this, it, this is what I hate. This is what I hate, man. Pusha T got one W. <coughs> he got one W. Let's be real here. Okay. Pusha T. You think so? Yes. And this is what I'm saying. He got one W off the drinks, right? Now, all of a sudden, he's in everybody top 10. All of a sudden. Pusha's, no, Pusha's always been in my top 50. He's definitely top 50. Me as as a fan, he's lyric. I, I, look, I fuck with Pusha T, man. Outstanding Robbie, he's lyrical. He everything, man. I'm not saying that, but if I have to put him up, he's not going to be no higher than in the fifties or the forties to me. But and I, I, it, but but let me get let me get to the point ahead, real quick. Ahead. Let me get back to what I was saying. Go ahead. This Pusha T has been dissing <laughs> Cash Money for like 10 years, 10, 12, 13, and nobody paid attention to him. What is the beef about whatever? Nobody cared about what Pusha T was saying. That it, Do you it, know why he was dishing cash money, though? What is his reason why he was dishing cash money? Because um, remember the track, What Happened to That Boy, that was released mm-hmm. on Baby's Baby. album? Uh-huh. The thing about it was they were supposed to get residuals. Okay. Baby pocketed all that, so... That, okay. That was their biggest okay. hit at okay. the time. Okay. Yeah, it was. So it was yeah, just yeah. like, you know, that's very disloyal. Mm-hmm. So when he went in the interview saying that's disloyal, so on and so on, what happened? Lil Wayne started popping shots at, you know, the mm-hmm. clips. Malice just retired from rap, so Push has been going at this mm-hmm. alone. So what ended up happening is, um, of course, you know, Wayne has people under him. Drake's one of the people. Mm-hmm. Drake he's, started he's... throwing shots and we all know Drake's back I, history. I just don't think. <clears throat> I don't think nobody, nobody was throwing shots at Pusha till he just randomly started. Now, now it's not. It's not random. I was say it wasn't random. Towards, it was towards Baby and them. Period. I get it. Baby and went. I got it. The money thing. I got it. But everybody else, like, why are you coming at me? Like, I don't give a fuck what you talk. So I know Pusha gonna shoot at everybody in no, the team. But but think about know, it. Do but, you know why Wayne was strategic in that? Wayne said, "This guy's not even on my level. I'm gonna let my minions." Yeah, get at this. Dude. But Drake was really didn't even pay. Drake really wasn't really paying attention to him either. I just think nobody was paying attention to him. Well, no, because when you look at when you look at the song Exodus, where mm-hmm. yeah, 
That, that's when, okay, that's everybody's when, ears popped up. When you look at the song Exodus where, you know, I forget what Drake said on the track, mm-hmm. but it was aimed towards Pushy T. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, Pusha T said something like, you know, to the fact of, you know, Drake, mm-hmm. this isn't with you. I have no problem with you. This is towards your boss. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, what happens with a chihuahua when you walk mm-hmm. in the yard? There's a Doberman in the back, but the chihuahua wants to bite your mm-hmm. legs, right? Yeah. So what ended up happening is Drake kept on going. So I don't think Drake kept going, though. It's on his track record. <sighs> I gotta revisit. I gotta. That. I, gotta I forget what I, song I don't. It is. I don't remember too many songs of Drake going after uh, Pusha T like that. I hate to be on my phone. I, during I, I podcast. think he responded. I think he responded to Pusha T when he throw shots, but I don't <clears> think <throat> they really waste their time with Pusha T. Pusha T wasn't nobody to waste your time with, that's and I think people got to admit that, and that's the. All of a sudden, he gets that W off of Drake because he, for one reason, Pusha T did the foulest shit in the world to get all that stupid-ass information to win that battle. That's the only way Pusha T was going to win that anything against Drake. And everybody knows that. So he had to get deep, dig deep, get the, you know, he had a baby out there and, and all that. He had to he had to go that deep to win that battle. For 15 years, wasn't nobody even paying it. He wasn't worth wasting your time on and everybody so, out there has to, but they have to admit that Pusha T was not nobody to waste their time on. That's true. Until recently. Now, all of a sudden, he got that W over Drake. And all of a sudden, he's somebody like, oh, you don't fuck with, don't fuck with Push. For the last 15 years, he's been dissing the same, making diss songs. And nobody, nobody even better eye. Wait. I'm not going to disagree with that. I just, I just, I, I hate that. Like, I'm not going to disagree that, with that. But here's the thing about mm-hmm. it is, you know, like. There's a lot of people that call push out, you know, Coke Rap is dead, this and the third, so mm-hmm. on and so on. When you really think about mm-hmm. it, push really doesn't bother anybody. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. He really doesn't bother anybody. You have people like Drake who will call out anybody on a track and mm-hmm. he knows nobody's going to respond because Drake is Drake. Yeah. I give Pusha T credit for going, you know, what I call in the sandlot and hitting a home run. Mm-hmm. You can't hate that. I hate it because Drake drops a lot of subliminals. You got to be honest about that. He do. He Jay. He's like Jay Z. You know, say he's gonna drop his uh, subliminals. But at the end of the day, man, yeah, all of a sudden he's not. He's not that dude. He 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 gets the when he before he got that real W. He dropped what Daytona was it Daytona right Daytona yeah okay what about seven track joint. Uh, yeah, seven track. That's good, when good. Ye was. That's when Ye was doing the seven. Yeah, tracks. the seven track for everybody. Good joint, man. Good joint. I'm not knocking it. I just think he just gotta. You know, he started feeling himself. But really, the beef was with Kanye at that point. It wasn't even Drake. Wasn't even paying attention to push. Correct. But just like with the Wayne and the, the that's what I was about to say. So just everybody's like, oh no, nah, that's my nigga. I'm, I'm gonna go. At, you know, say I get, I get it. Everybody's sitting but in the chihuahua. Yeah, I got to stop acting like. Y'all got to start acting like Pusha T was somebody to waste their time with back in the day. Nobody, g- give me, give me a classic Pusha T album. Yeah. I mean, he might. I mean, I'm talking about from back then. I'm oh. talking about like I ain't talking about well, like. There was no but classic. he finally found his. There was no classic Pusha T album because he was releasing with the clips. Yeah, the, and well, Hell okay, Hath okay. No Fury is a classic album. It, it is a classic album. But but who plays it like replay value? Like you know, you got to think that deep into the whole. <sighs> I don't, I'm not a big fan of, of, of a whole production of Pharrell. Not I'm good. not a big 
I'm not a big fan of a whole production of one producer. Or one gotcha. Producer. No, no. That, that that's my sense. thing. That makes so sense. So the album is a classic, but I can't stomach it too much because the same. You can producer. only do it in small yeah, doses. Yeah, yeah. I'm like that with all producers. Gotcha. Even my favorite ones. Gotcha. So, oh, that's my thing. Um, and you're right. You're right, D. Yeah. I mean, he got a sick flow. Who talking about push? Yeah, talking about push. I mean, you can check for him. <laughs> you can't check for Pusha T. Oh, he caught the W off Drake because he went behind the scenes, paid money. He got all that dirt to win that battle. He wasn't going to beat Drake. After but that. you know what's funny? Mm -hmm. He was just in the room. A lot of people don't realize that. It's not the fact that people were talking to him about what was going on. Uh -huh. He just happened to be in the right place at the right time. You're right. That's all it was. You think so? Oh, yeah, he got a baby then what else what else he got? Yeah, exactly. Who the baby from? Exactly. Oh, shit, the poor star. Like and he just ranked all that. Yeah, his producer got scoliosis. Right. 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 Yeah, I got it. Yeah. He got yeah. MS. And the thing about it was he was just at the right place mm -hmm. at the right time. He just says, Look, I overheard all this information. Mm -hmm. I asked somebody what they were talking about. And they told me. As soon as he heard it, he was like Exactly. Got that nigga. Exactly. <laughs> like, and he went crazy. I'm like, oh, like, like, oh. Imagine, yeah. imagine you hearing some salacious shit about yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Right? And yeah. right now we're feuding, mm -hmm. right? You hear some salacious shit about me. The first thing, especially you, if I think you're unstoppable. Exactly. So mm -hmm. you got. Uh, that's what I was about to say. He's at the top of the mountain right here. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. This like, is my chance to he, kick you off. He and, was the good boy. He couldn't do no wrong. But exactly. you're hiding a baby. When he said that shit, I was like, I was like, oh, hold on, hold on. <laughs> he said, you're playing Border Patrol. I said, but God damn, this nigga going crazy. In a way, mm -hmm. I do respect what Push did because Drake didn't have to bring his wife into it or his fiance into it. It was a, it was a slight bar. It wasn't that serious. But still, that was his, but that was his excuse though. That's like me they talking about. Your, that's like me yeah. talking about your child. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, but it's like a it's. Well, not me. Talking no, about but I'm not. I, I agree with you. But it was a slight diss. But that was just that's all he needed. You know, that's all the, he needed. Yeah. In the art of war, there are certain mm -hmm. things that are off limits. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not going to mention okay. who you're sleeping with. I'm not going to mention mm -hmm. your children. So on and so mm -hmm. on. So when Drake did this, and like you said, he's untouchable. It's just like, yo, I got something for your ass. Yeah. yeah. It got so bad that Jay Prince had to get involved. Mm -hmm. Just like, yo, yeah. like. <laughs> So I'm gonna catch my hunger D up. Yeah, he him and um Jim Jones is going back for a push team, Jim Jones, but everybody is already saying that Jim Jones is out, he's gonna lose. I'm saying no, this is before I call my boy Mark Brown on Pusha T, I'm gonna to explain to you why I believe you cannot beat Jim Jones, right? Not that Pusha T is not better than him lyrically. You can't beat Jim Jones because all his dirt is already out there, people. Correct. He's been on reality shows for the last what, 15, 10, 15 years? years. We know his dirt. You know what I'm saying? What Jim Jones can't dig up anything else towards Jim Jones. We already know. You know what I'm right. saying? We know about um what's what's his old Chrissy. lady? What's the old lady? Yeah, Christy. Yeah, the, the one he, he still ain't married her yet, but no. we know about her past, who right. she was back in Miami before mm -hmm. they met. Like we know everything. We know that he, he was yeah. a backup dancer for Cameron for yeah. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Like we we know every it's it's no denying it you know what it's, I'm saying so it's and you know the best mm -hmm. way to describe that mm -hmm. what I call Papa Doc theory okay yes yeah remember when Eminem told everything mm -hmm. about himself yeah. in Eight Mile and didn't yeah. just like here tell the audience something they don't know about me yeah it's Papa Doc theory because that's the only way he beat Drake exactly because we told didn't us know something we didn't know yeah. we didn't know this shit yeah. you know what I mean mm -hmm. but with Jim Jones Jim mm -hmm. Jones doesn't have a checkered pass yeah. 
You know what I mean? Like when his house got foreclosed, when he was bad with the money and everything, mm -hmm. when the cars got repoed, yeah. guess what? We all saw mm -hmm. it. So a pushy chief was just like, your cars got repoed. Tell us something mm -hmm. we don't know. You know what I mean? I'm going to call Mark Brown right now. <clears throat> Mark Brown, uh, I'm about to call you right now, my guy. He's, dude, he's straight from uh, he's straight from the DMV area. Word, word, word. <clears throat> you. I ain't your time to shine, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? Uh, everybody on the show, man, it's my boy Mark Brown. He's also um, uh, producing Crow Music 3 for me on my album, man. Um, you got a B-Sad studio in Fayetteville, North Carolina, man. I'll put his info um, on my page after the show. But he's from the DMV. We've been arguing for the last three days about this goddamn Pusha T guy. <laughs> and um, he has some good facts. And I understand you're going to ride for your um, DMV area. I, I understand that. Oh, don't, don't do that. Don't uh, do that. But... Don't do that. <laughs> Give me your Listen, side, man. Give, give, give me what right. you think. Give me what this, you is, think. this is what I'm going to say. Like, because the argument, I guess, is it, it, kind of like mixed up. Because mm -hmm. I think you thinking that I'm just saying that, like, Pusha T is just like this, this great, great rapper. That's not what I'm saying. He is a great rapper, but like, top 50 solidified in my eyes. Okay. Gotcha. So, like, the, so the, co the comment that Jimmy made saying that he wasn't top 50, like I told you the other night, he could have just, he could have, when they, when asked about Pusha T, he could have just been like, oh, but he's straight and yeah, they just yeah. kept it moving mm -hmm. so in my eyes i feel like it's intentional and it's because of like the whole pusha t thinking that uh jimmy won a, a drake feature and now he's trying to prove himself to drake mm -hmm. somehow oh, right okay. yeah but let's but let's not forget right like a, a couple of a couple of guys you know they're gonna stay nameless for this but we know who they are mm -hmm. went up went up against Pusha T called him out and like like my man said like push don't go looking for this he just be like nobody knows like you said nobody's checking for Pusha T leave him the fuck alone he in the, like the fashion space and all that good shit right mm. but then somebody call him out and then he obliterates him and like you were like oh Jimmy's Jimmy's dirt is already aired well you thought the same thing about Drake you thought the same thing about Drake push has got this way of like finding the dirtiest <laughs> Yeah, but but, but, but undiscoverable but, laundry. Yeah, but, but the difference, I didn't think that about Drake though. See, the difference between Drake and Jim Jones, Drake life was way more private than Jim Jones' life. And in the sense of Jim Jones is already on reality shows, even through his music, Cameron even put him out there. Like Cameron put his dirt out there, reality shows, uh, Christine, like everybody put they which, put his dirt out there. But it came to Drake. Exact, mm -hmm. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, which which is exactly why I don't discount the fact that you got to think about. The diplomats, right? Mm -hmm. Where are, where are all the niggas at? All of them, other than Cam and Jim, right? Yeah. So been quiet for some years because the fallout of Dipset was really bad. It ain't that mm -hmm. public, but it was really bad. And a few of them niggas spoke out, like Forty Cal, Jr. Ryder, and then it, I seen the thing uh, the other day was like Jimmy trying to hire Jr. Ryder to to fight this battle for him and shit. Mm -hmm. But like, there's a whole bunch of them that hell rail. All of these niggas that fell out with Jim got dirt. <clears throat> They got dirt. They probably yeah. wanted to put it in songs. You know what I'm saying? I got you. Like, I got you. And for a like you just don't know. But I will give Jimmy his credit. The little the block joint that he did. But I think that's the best of Jim lip lyrics. Like I've been listening to Jim Jones for a long time, bro. We all he are. gets better. You didn't like his he last gets, two albums. He gets, he gets. I'm not saying I don't. You know, I told you. I oh yeah, we talked about that. Yeah. But on. when <laughs> but when it comes down to like this type of thing, like. He, he's been up against dudes where you'd be like, yo, they're going to eat. They're going to eat mm -hmm. Pusha T, right? And that's not the case. I'm telling you right now. Like, lyrically, they, he's not 
on that level on some street shit jimmy all day but like I, just battle rap i don't oh, think man. pusha t got that many wins though i think he got the one w <laughs> against drake what? against drake that's all, because every time drake was i mean pusha t was dissing over the years nobody wasted their time and paying any attention to it he got that outstanding dirt he got that good that good dirt you know that good dirt that Again. gets that gets stuck in your shoes when you when he got, got that good dirt once he got that good dirt then he was like, oh i got this again right place. okay mm-hmm. but right is it fair right to say now. okay so would you say would you say then that the drake and pusha t well first off would you acknowledge drake as being like the king in hip-hop right now yes okay I'm so if this is the only individual that has defeated mm-hmm. the king right because ain't yeah. nobody else trying drake like that the other yeah. person that did it ran away from the battle yeah, and that he, was me yeah, yeah. wait who was that oh it was meek mill meek mill all right so he got obliterated he got obliterated wait hold on hold on Go ahead, go ahead. You know who else called? Um, you know who else called Drake out? Hmm. And Drake asked for for um for a few features. Hmm. Jigga. Yeah, that's a little different on. though. That's it like is. I and think that, that's that like is, Big Brother, like, Little Brother type shit because they always be like, do that. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. And that would be like that would be like Drake asking Ye for uh, Ye for a fucking feature. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like them, like them niggas. I, I don't yeah. count them too like yeah. like that. But I'm talking like modern, still still relevant to the youth, like in in, in a major way. Like Brett has a not, point though. That, that's yeah. friendly fire though. But Jay Z and Drake, that's Brett has a point friendly, though. What's up? Who really knocked Drake off the mountain? No, yeah, it's now you ain't gonna knock. You he, ain't gonna knock him yeah, off the yeah. map. He caught the W Cause, though. Because listen, listen, Drake fans are like Beyonce's fans. Mm. You don't fuck with the hive. You know what I'm saying? That's why like, I got braised now, nigga. <laughs> 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 certified lover boy. Hey, nah, go ahead, go ahead. I'm gonna pretend I didn't. Yeah, that fool, bro. <laughs> Hey, nah, but that's ahead, how they, but that's how they write like this dude could do no wrong you know what i'm saying yeah. like it don't it don't matter oh he got a oh he got a uh uh illegitimate baby from with a porn with star porn star uh <laughs> that's that's cool all right we don't care we don't care when, when the next when the next drake tape yeah but you know that was like, shocking though that was shocking though it was that was very, any, like drake very can salacious any, drake can get any female on this earth and he ended up getting a porn star pregnant. That's that, I, no, I, I, I stepped they, back. Hey, I, I was disappointed. I, I, I said, Come I don't want to I don't want to say that away from Pusha T. But <laughs> nah, since yeah, you gotcha, said gotcha. that, yo, it's so crazy because like, very salacious. That, like yeah. the nigga learned his lesson, started putting Tabasco sauce in the rub. <laughs> <laughs> they was killing Drake after that though for a minute. That's very they, salacious. <laughs> but you know man hey oh, thanks for calling man i definitely understand yeah. your side though i'm not saying just like you said uh i think we just kind of misunderstood each other you're not saying he's the greatest rapper you saying like oh no. he, he definitely top 50. But, and then i give you that i give you that he gonna he's gonna eat jim yeah i don't know if he's gonna he eat jim though i don't believe that listen listen i ain't i ain't rich but i i'll put it's... i'll put fucking five to to to, uh five on for you and any of your <sighs> listeners that want to bet that at the end of this push it to you will be victorious I I think I think the Drake win was his. I think that's the best to push. That's me. That's all he can do. Only one way to find out. There's only one way to find out. But he has so much dirt on Drake. The good dirt. When I when I talk about that good dirt now, we ain't talk about that sand. That nigga had good dirt. Only one way to find out. Yeah. After dissing for 15 years. But uh, hey man, (laughs) enjoy your night, man. Uh, you know you can always call back when you continue to watch the show, man. You want to jump on about another subject, man. But thanks though, bro. All right, my brother. I hate you. I mean, yeah, you heard it, you heard it from a DMV native himself. You know what I'm saying? 
He ain't saying that he's the greatest rapper, but Pusha T got bars. We know, we're not though, would you say Jim Jones is top 50? I give him 50. But as I think about it, I don't know 49 people in front of him. <clears throat> in front of Jim Jones? Yeah, no. Uh, you talking about Jim Jones? Yeah, that's it. Do you think oh, Jim Jones is top 50? He probably 50. We'll but but see now we got to think about forty nine rappers though. Oh, I can think of forty nine rappers off top. They're better than Jim, we ain't gonna do it now. Better than Jim. And what about Push T? What about Push T? Push T's easily top fifty, mm. easily top thirty. But this is just a matter okay. of opinion. Jim Jones will be forty nine. <laughs> you think so? Yeah. But we'd have to do a list so. Will you will you rank Wayne? We're gonna go through this next subject real fast. Will you rank Wayne? I hate to say this, but Wayne is easily top ten, and we know how I feel about Wayne. Okay, I got you. We're gonna save that for another episode, man. Um, he's not my top ten, but I think his mixtapes kind of fogged y'all vision, your ears a little bit when it comes to Wayne. But um, could you think about a versus battle? If you take the mixtapes out of it, if you take the mixtapes out, mixtapes out of it, and we're just going off of studio albums, yeah, that drops them down. Yes, a lot of notches. Okay. I just that's all I want to hear. That's because, all I want to you know hear. when you got albums like "I Am Not a Human Being" part one and two, um, Rebirth. Yeah, and a lot of those mixtapes, he was rapping on beats that was already hot. Somebody that's else. Why I don't. I don't, don't count. So but yeah, you know, like, don't get me wrong. That's my nigga, though. Wayne is. That's my nigga, though here but if we were to take out mixtapes and you were to do like i said those albums plus 500 degrees plus lights out you so think you want to get 50 57 yeah i think because here's the thing about 50 though one. does 50 really have the hits that we think he does do wayne really have the hits that we think he does wayne does he got a lot of features yeah, well, features. wayne does because here's the thing a lot of times on versus somebody's using features and shit like that so like when you think about diplomats versus um what's it called the locks mm -hmm. one of the knockout hits was honey by mariah carey banned from tv by noriega they were using a lot of features that they were on mm -hmm. and the thing about it was I'm not certain how the versus rules should really work, but I think you should go by your own catalog. I think Wayne does rank high. He's just not in my top 10. No, that's fine. Yeah. No, he I'm does just saying high. in general, yeah. he's in top he's 10. He's definitely top 20. You know, like, yeah, in general, he's like top that. 10. I grew up with the nigga, you know what I'm saying? Wayne is not in my top 10. Yeah. He's not in my top 10, though. He's not in my Believe top it or not, Wayne's not in my top 50. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. No, I'm just saying in my. <laughs> Hold up. Hold up. In my top fifty. No, I'm Do you honest. put Pusha T in your top fifty? I did put Pusha in my top fifty. How can you put? That don't make no sense. Ooh, come name on me, now. Name me a bad Pusha T album. Name me a bad clips. I don't know a good Pusha T album other than Stop Daytona. It. Stop it. It's almost dry. Was rap CD of the year oh. in my opinion last year. Just because he was a household name at that point. Stop. Listen to me, people. You get programmed. You I'm get programmed, my brother. That's what the ready. industry does. That album was not better than Daytona. It's just the fact that he caught the W off motherfucking Drake. Stop now all it. of a sudden, with everything he drops, everybody like, oh yeah, that's the rap album of the year. Stop it. No, it's but not. It's, and it's like I said, I mean, like, we you heard me mention Kendrick earlier. Yeah. And how I was just like, Mr. Morale and a Big Stepper is not. We not pushing, we're not putting push over Wayne, though. We're not doing that. I am. No, you said we aren't doing it. 
I'm doing no, it. No, I'm, I'm you telling you, me and you are not doing that. You don't have to. I am. It's, we're not doing that. Pusha T over Wayne? Yes, I am, I am saying He's push, not. Uh, I am saying push over Wayne. I'm not doing that. I am. And I'll say it on camera. I'm doing that. Hell, I'll even put Fiend. But you said Wayne. I'll put it... Fiend over Wayne. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Oh, no. All right. Calm down. Calm down. You to... I said, I'll put Fiend over I'm Wayne. Not, I'm not taking that from you. You better take that back now. Right. No, man. I can't take it back. <laughs> Mr. Sleepy Eye Jones. Mr. Womp Womp. That's what you Mr. put number one. <laughs> yes. You are putting. Hold on, bro. <laughs> you are putting yes, Mr. Womp Womp over. Yes. Oh my God, man, that's crazy, man. We shooting guns on that one, bro. That that we're not doing that. No, we're not doing that. Yes, I am. No, we're not doing that. <laughs> yes, I am. All right, all right. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. No, hold on. What? You're not going to do anything to put. You're not going to do anything to put Mr. Womp Womp over Goddamn Wayne. You're not doing that. You can't put Mr. Womp Womp over way. Hold on, don't play it, don't play it, don't play it. It will cut it, it will cut it. But, oh, yeah, yeah you get you get tagged. But, I don't don't even do that. We're not I'm, doing that. I'm doing it. Do put Mr. Womp Womp over. We're not doing that, buddy. I'm doing that. <laughs> All right, um. We got we got deal. <laughs> we got we got we got my homegirl oh. deal on the line. Thank you for uh, this is your first time doing it on too. Hey, uh. What you feel about 50-50 relationships? We're not talking about like what we got going on now. This in general. This in general. Like, this in life. Like okay, so as a like, man. Like us having rent and shit like that? Yeah, yeah. Just as a man. Yeah. Just how you feel about it. I have no problem with it. Mm -hmm. Because here's the thing. A lot of women, they're raised with the ideology of, you know, like my grandfather took care of the house. He did this. He did that. So on and so on and so on. You got to understand. That's when rent was $200. <laughs> shit. That was project rent. Yeah, it was you know, like, like $25 you know, a month. Mm -hmm. My granddad did this, did that, so on and so on. Did your granddad go through inflation? Mm -hmm. Did your did your granddad have mm -hmm. a damn $600 car payment? Yeah, sure did. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And everybody's like, well, we make more money now, so on and so on. No, we don't. Mm -hmm. You got to understand, at that time, what hasn't changed in about 30 years? What think hasn't about, changed? Oh, you're just saying. Think it. about like, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah everything changed. Just like Mark Brown said, Grandma stayed at the crib. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Um, but you could afford to do that back in the Right. Days. Here's the thing, though. Do you know the median average in the United States that it costs to live by yourself, what you have to make? What's that? 65000 Yeah. 65000 plus that, to that be sustainable. A, and that is a good job. And that's, that's what yeah. I'm saying. And everybody don't get those jobs. To be mm -hmm. sustainable. Yeah. And, and this is a question that I just asked that you know, warrants an answer. Hmm. What hasn't changed in over 30 years? Think about it. Want to know the answer? Minimum wage. Yeah. Minimum wage is seven twenty-five. Mm -hmm. Do you know how much a degree deodorant is at Walmart? <laughs> seven sixty-five. You mean I have to work an hour and a half mm -hmm. or an hour and some change just to buy fucking deodorant? Yeah. So... As far as 50-50 relationships, 
a lot of people are in 50 50 relationships mm -hmm. because they can't afford to live mm -hmm. by themselves mm -hmm. it's, it's just no way that you can take care of a whole household with one paycheck now that's just just throw that out the window every not. woman needs to understand that like you it's now 50 50 maybe not so much but we're gonna do we're gonna do a 70 30. Now here's the thing. Well, you know, I, I, like you, you got to. I, I think women should understand. Like it got to be a 70-30 type situation or eighty twenty. Right. Like help a nigga out somewhere right. in this whole situation. And here's the thing, though. Mm -hmm. You want me to pay all the bills? Yeah. Pay your car payment. Pay my car payment. Yeah. Pay the insurance. And then pay take the trips. And then you want. <laughs> that's what I was gonna say. Like, oh. and, and then you want me to. Then you want me to. Not not even mm -hmm. trips. Then you want me to take you out to eat. To eat. Yeah. Not one time away. They want to like every weekend for one exactly and that, it's like we can't do that you can do it like okay so, you like, pay for then, that part and yeah. then on top of that i gotta buy the diapers buy the clothes mm, buy yeah, this buy yeah. this so on and so on and so on yeah. so now you got damn lester here working three jobs lester yes. dies of a heart attack at 50. <laughs> <laughs> and that and that's sad they the women a lot of women these days rather you work two jobs so that you could pay for everything right. versus spending time I, Basically, the man can spend time at home with, with the family. I dated a female who was just like, look, you know, like, I need to be taken care of, so on, so on, so yeah. on. I said, look, you got the wrong nigga. Yeah, <laughs> all day, like, you know, let me get back in the car, like, you know, I got you. Look, 50-50, I, I, I get it. Maybe that's a little bit too much in my eyes, but you're going to help out somewhere. You know what I'm saying? I'll, I'll pay for the mortgage and the bills in the house. You might you have to get yeah, you might to get your, yeah, I mean, I, I can, I can. With the money I make, I could take care of the whole house. Right. All right. But do you? No, your car note. No, hey, you, that's say, your car. You could take. You care got of, to handle that. You okay. Could take care of the whole house, but do you yeah. want to? Me personally, I do. That's just me. And I ain't paying for everything now, but right. I will take care of the household. You will have somewhere to sleep. You will have lights. You will have the basics. Only because my kids. Right. Of course. Yeah, I'm not even going to argue with that. Now, when it comes to like anything outside of that, anything uh, recreational, what how would you, how you say anything like you want to take trips, you want to go out to eat, you know that. Man, yeah, you might you might have to. Well, and here's the thing, because you, you might have to pay for a couple of dates. I just went to, <laughs> I just went to New York last weekend, mm -hmm. right? So my brother, you know, takes care of 100 percent of everything in the house. Mm -hmm. But you know, my brother and his old lady, they have you know a six year old. Yeah. And a two year old, mm -hmm. she takes care of the house. And my brother was just like, you know, I, I don't mind that because, you know, like that's a mm -hmm. job in itself, taking care of the kids. Mm -hmm. But, you know, her car payment, her insurance and everything, she takes care of herself. Mm -hmm. He's just like, you know, you just got to know where to meet in the middle. You do. But also taking care of kids, that's only excuse up to a certain age. Cause you know, Mila. Once they start kindergarten, yeah, I would say Mila goes to school in yeah. the day, so all she mm -hmm. has to take care of is yeah. Maverick, mm -hmm. which you know that's your son. That's and yeah. Maverick, you know, mm -hmm. the thing about it was when I was staying at the house, that nigga's a full time job. Mm -hmm. Cause like I said, that man well, yeah. wakes up at four o'clock in the morning and yeah, 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 I got no, I totally understand that. So once they get to kindergarten stuff, like it's really no excuse at that point. But like Mark Brown said, you know, her thirty might. But I mean, thirty might be her fifty. I, I get it. Um, let me see what my girl D say. Uh, but all women are not like that. <clears throat> what up, D? Uh, I know. Uh, I've, okay, I know. I have always been a boss where I make sure I take care of the house, take care of the bills, take care, of, make, make sure that we have food to eat and everything because I've always been the breadwinner. I understand that. I understand that. And if this you is a woman situation. being the breadwinner. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, a lot of women are. 
Like uh, a lot of women are. Like they are the breadwinner. But let me ask you something, D. Did you hold that against your partner? Because you was the bread. Like, did you like nigga? Listen, I do the hell I want. You know what I'm saying? You can't take what the boo boo. Listen. Did you hold that? Uh, did you hold that against him? There's a lot of women that do. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of women. Yeah, that's I mean, just I, like you know, like make you feel like shit at the end of the mm-hmm, day. Just yeah, like you know, like yeah. You make X Y Z. I make X Y Z. So on. So he so can't on. tell me anything. Right. And that's which is crazy, because even if I was the bread in the house, like the old lady's still gonna tell you, you know, like what right. to do type shit. Um. But you gotta understand, there's mm-hmm. a lot of women out there who make men feel like shit. It's just like you know, I don't need you. Yeah. You know, Honestly, if, you, mm-hmm. if you live by yourself, you can be able to afford X Y Z. Yeah, I understand that, dude. You rather not bash or say nothing. I got it. I got it. It's degrading. Um. Uh, hold on. <clears throat> no, you always. Oh, uh, you know, I always been a, a good-hearted person. I've never been the type to talk crap or talk less. No, I understand that. I understand that. You know, so. So you're not one of them that it's the breadwinner then talk down on, you know, your partner in the house. I understand that. I understand that. Um, yeah, I mean, like, but cool. there are some women out there that's just mm-hmm. like, you know, like, I make this, I yeah, make yeah. that, so on and so yeah. on. I don't need you. You're nothing without mm-hmm. me. And, and that's crazy. Make a nigga feel like shit. Um, I've been in that kind of relationship <laughs> before. I had never been in that. I've always been a breadwinner in my Good. situation. All, every situation I've been in. Good. Um, But I've seen it, though. Yeah, I've seen it, like, man. But to me, I'm more of a 70, 30, 80, 20 guy. You're going to have somewhere to sleep. You're going to have some TV to watch. You're going to have, you know what I'm saying? But anything 60, outside of that, you want to take a trip to uh, Disney World or something? Like, hey, yeah, you got to. 60, you gotta, 40. Yeah, you want to fly somewhere? You got you to gotta cuff that up. I'm a 60, 40. I'll take most of those. <laughs> yeah, I'll take, yeah, yeah. I'll take, yeah. I'll take most of it. And I think that. that's what we need to get this society to be 60, 40. Yeah, I'll take most of the lead. But yeah. the thing about it is, you gotta yeah. meet me somewhere. Men talk about 50 50, you wild. You just, yeah, you, you wild. You just at least take the 60 so you can right. feel good about yourself. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, don't you wanna feel good about yourself as a man? We're going on yeah. this trip yeah, yeah, because yeah. of you, yeah. but guess what? I keep the lights yeah. on. Yeah, but to, to each his own. Y'all wanna split the mortgage, the rent. To each his own. I'm not knocking that. Whatever you got to do to get by, that's the only point. Y'all in this together as partners. Y'all need to do what y'all gotta do to get by. That's, Absolutely. That's, that's, that's at the end of the day. That's what it is. I agree. Um, uh, my boy said uh, sixty forty and a good attitude all day. There you go. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> he got it. <laughs> that's how you do it, son. Got you it gotta down, have man. you. You got it down to a, uh, down a, a, to a science, science right there. Yeah. Right there to a science. Um, you gotta have a good attitude all day, because if you don't, you're out of here. Knocked it out the park there. <laughs> Um, what's your biggest fear in life? <clears throat> uh, my children dying before me. That's, yeah, I understand that. So, um, it's like I said, I really don't fear nothing because the thing about it is we all got to go sometime. Mm-hmm. But in nice, in life's natural selection, yeah, you're supposed to go before your children. Mm-hmm. So if I was, if any of my children were to pass before me, mm-hmm. that's my biggest fear because you know you're not prepared in life for that. You're yeah. always prepared to lose a parent. Yeah. But you're not prepared to lose a child. I think on the flip side of things, I don't even want to talk about I don't want to wish this on our kids or anything like that. Right. But I think it's flip flop. I think um well it depends on how you are before your parent pass on. Right. Think about you know, I, my, my kids are still fairly young. Right. Uh, right, right my right. oldest is only fifteen. So if I would have passed or the, her parents would have passed, man, 
You yeah, know what I'm saying? Like, you got to find somewhere to stay, you know, somebody else to stay with and, yeah, and, and stuff like that. My oldest will be 21 mm. in November, yeah. so. Yeah, she, yeah, I got you. I get, so now that makes a little bit more more sense. You still wants to go before her, you know what right. I'm saying? Um, but if you would have passed, she would have held her own. But I definitely understand. I, I understand both ways. Yeah, so it's just one of those <clears throat> things that, you know, like, because, like I said, when you look at life, mm -hmm. you know, you know you're going to lose your parents one day. Yeah. And, you know, no matter how old that could be, like my dad lost both his parents within a year. My dad was 16 when his dad mm -hmm. died and 17 when his mom died. Yeah, he was still a teenager. Yeah, so like Damn. he understood in life, you know, we lose our parents. He didn't yeah. expect them to lose them that soon, but he understood that's how mm -hmm. life works. Yeah. So like when I think about life, I want my children to bury me. Mm -hmm. You know, I already gave my children instructions. This is what happens when I pass. Yeah. I don't have instructions when they pass because that's not how life is supposed to work for mm -hmm. me. You know what I mean? That's true. So it's just like, I fear losing my children. Yeah. So, I mean, I lost both of my parents. I lost my mom in 2018, lost my dad in 2022, early uh, the summer 2022. So when my dad passed, and that's when my biggest fear started to come in at. <clears throat> and I never had this fear until I went to his funeral. My dad maybe had eight people at his funeral that's it and that's in me <laughs> right. me his girlfriend maybe uh well his parents had has passed um but anyway me his girlfriend maybe a couple of friends or whatever and this was in atlanta um he's living in Atlanta. he passed away and only eight people showed up they were just like and when we got there they were like i need us to put out more chairs and his girlfriend was like no because that little two rows that we probably ain't gonna fill up them two rows and i'm looking at her like damn and my other two brothers i mean uh they didn't show up either you know what i'm saying so i was the only one of his kids yeah, to show one. up yeah, that's what I'm and they had their reasons you know what i'm saying so i'm not saying that they either couldn't show up or they didn't want to show up. i'm not going to say that that's more for them to speak about it but out of all his out of, out of his three kids i'm the one that showed up right <clears throat> um but that but that put a fear in my heart because if if my look i ain't had no relationship with my dad right at all they called me off the whim uh i think my sister called me some somehow somebody called my sister i don't know it was some weird shit, and then it got to me like you know, right dad it passed. just passed down yeah through the telephone and we didn't even have a relationship at all and i made it <clears> to <throat> it you know what i'm saying his other kid did not do nigga gone you know what i'm saying it's right. like damn that's my biggest fear so like like dying and nobody nobody really cared yeah like nobody really cared so, even, even his kids and that, that's crazy that's one thing that mm -hmm. i don't fear due to the simple fact with even with my job yeah working with the community working with this mm -hmm. i know that i'm guaranteed to have somebody show up yeah you know what i mean I've made sure that all my relationships in life, even with my children, when we had a strange relationship, mm -hmm. I'm strained relationship. I make sure that all those are mended. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just one of the things that, you know, like, I'm going to be honest. I haven't always been the best father. Mm -hmm. Like I said, you heard that I was homeless earlier. I couldn't provide. I couldn't do. Mm -hmm. I wasn't always the best father. But the thing about it is, you know, like, my children didn't ask to be here. Yeah. So if any relationship was worth fixing for me, it was with my kids. Yeah. It was just like when I finally got straight. Let me tell you what happened in the three years where we had a strained relationship, mm -hmm. where, where I wasn't allowed to be present or I wouldn't allow myself to be present. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like 
it's so jarring how our fears, you know, are a complete 180 against each other. You yeah. know what I mean? Because, you know, like, I fear losing my children. You fear almost dying <clears throat> alone mm -hmm. where, you know, not too many people care. Yeah. And, that you know, like, sorry about that. Nothing. It just goes to show you, you know, like, where people's heads are in life. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's just like, even if I was to die alone or die with nobody caring, I know I did everything in mm -hmm. life to make amends with everybody that I had. So if you decide not to show up, that's your mm -hmm. fault. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I think the reason why I think that because I have a I wear my heart on my shoulders, right? Oh, absolutely. So I give everything. I give everybody. I'm always there for people, and boom, boom, and then I always falling out with people off off of something that either they did and I find out about it, or I said no to something. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. oh, no, all of a sudden nobody want to fuck me. No, it's like, thing. damn, nigga, you ain't gonna count all the other things I done for you. I was the only one in your corner. People like you get <clears> taken <throat> advantage of the most, and it's yeah, and it I, sucks definitely, and it sucks definitely due to the simple fact that. You're the kind of person that says, if I have a penny, you have half. Yes, that's so exactly how I am. Yeah. When you're very giving in your nature and it's not reciprocated, mm -hmm. it leads to internal frustration, yeah. which, you know, I'm real big on mental health and mm -hmm. that's not great for you mentally. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to be a psychiatrist. I'm not trying mm -hmm. to do my job here. Mm -hmm. So I understand your fear even better now mm -hmm. because the thing about it is I'm willing to do this for you. Yeah. I'm willing to go the line for you. If yeah. you were to pass, guess what? I'm the first one sending your mom flowers. Mm -hmm. I'm the first one there. Mm -hmm. I'm the one setting up chairs. I'm the one sitting, you know, yeah. setting up the food at the way pass. Yeah. Just to find out that if you were to pass, nobody would do that for you. That's got to be yeah, a hurt, that's my, hurting that's feeling. That's my biggest fear, man. That's like, got to be a hurting feeling internally. You know like, what I mean? Uh, all the shit. Like. And, I, and, I, and I take that. My problem is I take that into account with everything. Like, <clears throat> I know. And my music, about, doing this podcast show, like, damn, I will promote everybody else, but I don't get promoted back. Like, you're an impact. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, damn, I just want some. You just want some reciprocation. Yeah, like, hey, uh, if you got something going on, I'll, I'll promote it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but you're you just, not even you just want fucking with a nigga over here when I got. And, I, you know, I be having niggas on my show. I go, you know, it's just like right. now my heart is, is having me drive to people. Right. You know what I'm saying? And you just want to have <clears> a little bit of reciprocation. Yeah, just, 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 yeah, just like. And, yeah, my, give me some flowers, you know. <laughs> and the thing about it is, you know, I'm kind of the mm -hmm. same way. But the thing about it is, I've learned to put a wall on my heart yeah. to protect me, mm -hmm. because one of my biggest flaws was I was expecting me out of people. Yes, and that's what I stopped doing. I was expecting me that's too out of everybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just mm -hmm. like, yo, I'm willing to go on the line for you. Yeah, why aren't you, you willing to yeah. do it for me? And I had to stop that also. And the thing about it was, I remember driving. Well, not driving. I was riding a bus, mm -hmm. riding a bus from New Jersey back here, you know, yeah. to reformat my life and reconstruct my life. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I had to think about is how did I get myself in this situation? Yeah. How did I, you know, end up where I'm at? Mm -hmm. And a lot of times it was like 98% of the time I was putting myself on the line for somebody who wasn't mm -hmm. willing to do the same shit for me. Yeah. So I understand where you're coming from with that. Mm -hmm. And the only person that that's done that lately is mark brown I don't know. <laughs> and i and then now i get a little like oh i'm trying to guard you know guard myself a little bit but you know mark brown's kind of like me he's just gonna do stuff off the i mean i fuck with you off the strength so, of yeah I'll, I'll say what you trying to do my nigga i got you you know what i'm right. saying uh, you don't owe me nothing i owe you nothing you know what i'm saying we're gonna do this together you know what i'm saying right and, 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 but me and bart brown me and bart brown has some falling out with some other niggas that used us you know what i'm saying so it's kind of like here's the thing though mm -hmm. for every 10 people you meet you're going to meet one mark yeah that's, so that's facts. those are the people that you keep close yeah those are the people that you 
-hmm. just hold on to because here's the thing empaths no empaths mm -hmm. you know real recognize real yeah. real eyes realize real lies mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah so like when you have somebody in your corner like that y'all both are watering each other yeah, you know what I mean? It's yeah. just one of the things that, look, mm -hmm. I want to see you succeed. I'm willing to do anything it is mm -hmm. to help you succeed. And in turn, yeah, this mic keeps on running away from me. I know. I died. I died. So, I and in turn, it up. Mm -hmm. he's willing to do the same for you. Yeah. And those are the people you need in your corner. Yeah. And I always say, look, I'm willing to pick up, you know, one yeah. dime as opposed to 10 pence. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Yeah. And you just don't find too many people like that. Oh, absolutely so, not. It's like damn, you know, because you know, you, when you meet people like that, you're like, damn, you, you sure? Like, because some people will do that and they got a, another agenda. Yeah, and towards like, you, you know what I'm saying? That you, you figure it out later. But I mean, that's not Mark Brown. I'm saying that it was Mark interior, Brown's a rare their person. Their motive yeah. is mm -hmm. out here yeah. while you're over here, yeah. and some people feed off of that. Some mm -hmm. people are natural manipulators. Yeah, where they just sit there and just mm -hmm. seethe off of that one tool right there. Like, okay, well. I see this. Mm -hmm. Let's see how much I can get off of this person yeah, before they before they catch on. You know, before they catch on. I got you. I got you. That's true. So like, it's just wild <clears throat> how our fears are just like, you know. Yeah, yeah. They're different, but they're the same. And you had a different relationship with your with your kids early on. That's why the, your fear came. But it's still it's it's in the same boat though. Well, and here's the thing though. Mm -hmm. And you know, I don't want to drag on the subject too more no, too much. It's just like. I realized my dad was always there. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, especially in our neighborhood, there was not too many fathers present. Yeah. It would be a crime for me to rob my children out of the childhood that I had. I got you. You know what I mean? It would have been a crime for me to sit mm -hmm. there and, you know, like, been selfish just to go about my own agenda, mm -hmm. leaving them behind. Yeah. And like I said, for a little bit, you know, I wasn't the best dad. I was out of state. There were mm -hmm. times where I was switching jobs, so my child support had to be, you know, like, mm -hmm. I wasn't really worried about, you know, like, if everything was good in their home, yeah. because I'm trying to survive myself. And, you know, they were too young to understand that, so I remember, as a matter of fact, me, the other day, me and my daughter, we were just talking, mm -hmm. and we were just, you know, talking about life, and I think the light bulb finally went off for her, because, mm -hmm. you know, of course, she has questions, you know, like, Why'd you leave at this point? Why did this happen? So on and so on. And yeah. we just had a heart-to-heart -heart talk and everything was, she was just like, okay, I get it. I love you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. that's what that is. Okay, what's that? I think it's air conditioning. Oh, that's how it came on strong. My bad. <laughs> oh, that's how that bitch came on. <laughs> Blizzard. My bad. No, nah, but um, before we end this, I think the, our fears is, is in the same it's in the same wheelhouse. You, you was talking about um, you wasn't uh, always the greatest father to your kids. Right. And then when my father passed, you know, he wasn't great towards me. That was my biggest fear of not seeing that. Going to the funeral, it was still cold inside. Like, damn. You, you know, it wasn't even. It was real short, fast. Right. Quick. And um, that pretty much was it. You know what I'm saying? I had to sign some papers. Let me ask you a question. Mm -hmm. Mentally. You said your dad wasn't there, right? Yeah. Mentally, have you forgiven yourself for your dad's mistakes? No. And when he passed, it was kind of like... I don't, I'm not trying to get too deep No, here. you're good. No, you're good. You're good. Um, rephrase that. What you mean by that? I don't okay. want to answer too fast. Do you think fast. your father done everything he could have done? No. Despite his situation? Okay. Can you know why? Why is that? Um, 
My mom and my dad got a divorce when they was living when we was living in Florida at okay. the time. We was in Fort Walton Beach. This nigga literally stayed ten minutes up the road. And didn't come and see me. And did not come see me. Didn't pick me up. Nothing. Let me ask you, know you a question. Do you know what was going on in his head mentally? And I'm not trying to come to your dad's Oh, I, I know. I do know. Okay. Former, he was on cocaine early. He was on cocaine at that time. Okay. Um, he was like, a, my mom was still in the Air Force, and he had got kicked out or whatever. He got out, got kicked out, whatever. So he was really like, this is a nigga at the house. Got you. Know got what you. So and I, as, no, as like, I always say, a furniture holder. Yes, Somebody pretty much. Somebody hold the furniture down. Yeah. Pretty much. Gotcha. And then they ended up going through the separation process. And then he was staying in the extra room. Well, my mom continued on work. You know, my mom had to work two jobs because my dad fucked up the credit. You know what I'm saying? He had a car, no, he couldn't pay. You know, because he went, he had no job. Right. So my mom had to go work at Walmart <clears throat> and all this stuff to, to make sure all his cars was paid and all that stuff. And then um, I know he used to snip that cocaine because he had that on. Uh, and the reason, the reason why I know, because for he he got. Children aren't stupid. He got caught, yeah, I'm not stupid. He got caught up in white girls real quick down there in Florida. And he had that one long fingernail, like, you know, the, like a yeah. pimp. And I remember he stood fuck with his nose a lot. Children aren't stupid. Uh, and then, uh, when he was still living with us, he used to take me to his side chick's house. I mean, right, I'm just sitting there in the living room while he's kissing another bitch. And then, like, we go back, and I tell my mama, like, oh, daddy will kiss me. Before, I never called my dad daddy either. Gotcha. And it was Bobby. I called that nigga Bobby. I had never, I don't never remember the time I called him daddy. I got you. But either way, I told my mama, like, Bobby was kissing another chick, but she already knew what was going on. Right. So then he moved out. It was just confirmation. Yeah, her. yeah. Yeah, it was just, it wasn't even confirmation. She already knew. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? She was just like, whatever. Um, I'm about to divorce this nigga. Boom, boom. But she had a divorce because that 10 year thing, that still was going on back then in, in the military. Gotcha. Get half the retirement. That nigga was trying to play out the whole, dry out the whole retirement. Gotcha. And she ended up getting the shit chopped off at, Nine years, six months, like right there, there. right, right at the end, right the there. So I he know. ain't get half of the retirement. Oh, I know he was pissed. He moved out around the corner. I think he went to Niceville, Florida, maybe, maybe Crestview or some shit like that. Either way, uh, nigga never come see me, you know. What I'm saying? So, right. but then over the years, his guilty conscience started getting to him. Exactly, uh, right. and I was like six or seven at that point. But then when I went moved back to Georgia, I went to with uh, moved to Bronson, Georgia, and um. He, I think he can't see me when I was like 15. He was driving trucks or something at that point. And he's like, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be there for your son. Like, boom, he just disappear again. You know what I'm saying? Right. And then, just, that, and then well, he went to Atlanta. I mean, he was just literally like four or five, you know, hours up the road. So no, he didn't do. I call that, I call mm -hmm. that Fresh Prince theory. Remember the episode where Lou came to see? Oh him? yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly yeah. how it was. Yeah. The Fresh Prince theory. How come he don't want me, man? Yeah. But, <laughs> but here's the thing, though. Like, you know, where. The flip side of your story is mm -hmm. I realize my children are going to need me. Yeah, my and kids too, yeah. As I get older, I'm going to need them. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Not for selfish intentions, but, you know, like, I'm not trying to be that nigga that got put in the mm -hmm. home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want you. One of y'all going to take care of me. Yeah, I'm not trying to be that dude yeah. that gets put I might irritate you, but I stay out your way for the most part. Right. <laughs> Give me a room, a charger, a blanket, and I'm good. <laughs> but, you know, then when he passed, I felt bad. Of course. And I drove down there like to I Atlanta. Said, you're an empath. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but that's still my dad. Right. You know what I'm saying? And every time, but you know, the craziest thing is, even though he never made the effort to fuck with me, I always made the effort to fuck with him. Right. I, every time I was in um, Atlanta to, to, to visit my boy JT, I always text him like, I'm going to stop by. Let's see how you do. You know what I'm saying? Right. I, and I always did that. 
Did you stop by and see how he's doing? Yeah, I did. Okay, I was about to say. No, no, no. Yeah, I didn't lie to him. No, no I, was, I was about to say. I might not see this nigga for five more years. So let no, me let me I, stop by and see how he's doing. I was about to say. Like, <laughs> see how it feels, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? To caveat on that one, it was only one time I did that, and then he died. You know what I'm saying? So gotcha. I did. I just couldn't find the time to get him. I was in Atlanta visiting my boy JT, and I told him I was here, but I just couldn't. We was doing so much, I couldn't. And sometimes I'll like, like, catch him next time. That's exactly what I did, but it ain't like I didn't try to come see him. But sometimes that happens. Like, yeah, yeah. So don't yeah, yeah. beat yourself. No, 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 no. I mean, you know, you, you know what? At the funeral, I wasn't because I'm the only son. I was the only kid that showed up. Right. So at the end of the day, at the time that I was most needed, I was there. Switch was girlfriend. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, she, you know, it was, when I showed her, everybody was like, oh, shit, like, what of these kids are here? But for my other two brothers, I mean, nothing against them, but I was like, damn. No, but here's Man, the thing, though. You can't even get, you know what I'm saying? Not for the funeral. But here's the thing, though. You know, everybody processes yeah, you're right. shit differently. Because when I bring up his name, they like, put that nigga. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I'm like, uh, I mean, yeah, fuck him, but. Yeah, yeah everybody I, processes I go that deep. Like, and like I said, you're an empath. Yeah, it's still that. Yeah. So, like, Mm -hmm. I didn't want my daughters to be, you know, my daughters and my son to be on that level. You know, mm -hmm. just like fuck that nigga. I didn't want. Yeah, definitely not that. Yeah, yeah. So the thing about it is, you know, I made amends. It's just mm -hmm. like, look, this is what was going on, mm -hmm. and I told Alicia, you know, once you get old enough to fully understand adulthood, yeah, let's talk about it, and that's what we did. My daughter named Anna Alicia. That's crazy. That's yeah. Cool. Cool. So like, once she got old enough, we just cleared the mm -hmm. air. And now I get to the point where I tell my daughter, you know what, I miss you. Like, let's have a lunch date yeah. or some shit like that. So, mm -hmm. like, she understands, you know, Aliona, which is the middle child. Mm -hmm. She's yeah, no. she's how, getting there. How many kids you got? Five. If you don't mind me asking. Five. Okay. I saw a picture. You posted them. Yeah. But I was like, oh, they <laughs> look, look like nine kids. I don't know. Who no, no. They were, they were my um, kids. Yeah, yeah. Kids, yeah, kids yeah I ain't want to pry in. like, damn, damn, nigga, you got all them kids. I ain't want to yeah. do all that. Kids, nieces, um, and nephews. That's cool. I didn't know you had five kids. I, didn't know five. I mean, I got but, three. But but the thing about it is, you know, like I didn't want to be that dad that was either a suitcase dad, mm -hmm. a latchkey dad, or an absentee dad. Gotcha. I just wanted to. Just yeah. Yeah. Okay. Before we go, man, tell me what's uh, what you do here. Okay. What is so this right here. This is father to father. What we do is we help fathers engage or re-engage in the life of their children. Okay. Since we're on the subject. Yeah, yeah, since we're on the subject. Yeah, yeah, that's why I was like, let's go ahead and slide yeah, into so that one. We help fathers engage or re-engage in the life of their children. Mm -hmm. If a father is unemployed, we help him find a job. If he's underemployed, we help him find a better job. Anything dealing with the legal system, child support system, child support order modification, mediation, anything legally, we handle to them at no cost to them. Okay. So, like, Honestly, I was in the program before. That's mm -hmm. how I got a better relationship gotcha. with my children, you know. And the thing about it was I was always bringing people to group because we do peer support sessions also mm -hmm. where we teach four components where it's 24 weeks. You know, we teach healthy relationships, healthy fathers, healthy families, economic mobility, mm -hmm. and parenting. So we have courses. Each one of those courses have six weeks, so it's 24 weeks, half a year. Mm -hmm. And I always tell people, if you had 24 hours in one year, to improve every aspect of your life and help yourself, would you not do it? Mm -hmm. Especially if it was free. You know, like, how much is a mediation session? $75 yeah. an hour, right? Yeah. We cover that for free. You yeah. know what I mean? So, um. Is, it, is this the only branch? Oh, no. We have one here, one amongst corner, 
and South Carolina is the only state that has a statewide fatherhood initiative. Is it one in Columbia? There is one in Columbia. I wouldn't mind like it's called, Mid, right. it's called Midlands Fatherhood Coalition in Columbia. Send me that. Oh, uh, because I, I wouldn't I mind you. getting involved. I mean, I'm retired. I, you know, I, I got, got you. You know, much. I would love to step into that type of Absolutely. work and, and just get yeah, back. Like I said, it's in Columbia. You can volunteer your time. Mm -hmm. So, but the thing about it is, I never knew that I was a bad father until you're in a peer support session and you're looking at this person just mm -hmm. like. I'm dying to spend you know time with my children. And yeah. I'm like, I can call my kids up right now, and mm -hmm. my ex-wife is going to let me. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, yeah, that's good. So, that's that's shit. And the thing about it was, I never realized I was. I wouldn't call myself a bad father. I was just an unintentive father. Mm -hmm. And you, you always care for your kids. You were right, just in exactly. a situation where you couldn't do much for them. But I didn't yeah. realize I was a. I will say this: bad father. I didn't mm -hmm. realize I was a bad father when there are people mm -hmm. out there begging for attention yeah. from their kids or begging to have their kids and I had all that. Yeah. Yeah. I just needed to tighten up and do better. Mm -hmm. And that's what I tell people. I've never finished high school. I got a GED. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I've never finished anything in my life but this program. Mm -hmm. And if I can finish this program, yeah. anybody could. I mean, I got kicked out of high school then I had to go to youth challenge to get my GED. Right. And, um, <laughs> But that was one of the things too. But twenty years in the army, that's what I that's that's what I got to. Right. I finished that shit twenty years, motherfuckers. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how I felt. That's, yeah. That's how I felt. And I understand I, that. Yeah. That's how I felt when I did mm -hmm. the twenty four weeks here. I was like, shit, if I can complete this, I can get anybody to complete. Yeah. It. So it got to the point where I was bringing people to classes, and I'm graduated already. Mm -hmm. They got to the point where they're like, look, dog, you want a job? Like, yeah. You yeah. can bring these people in. Yeah. You want to get paid for it? And the rest is history. Yeah. So I'm gonna look into that. Yeah, man, I'll give you the information yeah, right before yeah, you leave. Yeah. So, um, if anybody don't tell you, my nigga, like I'm proud of you. You know what I'm saying? Thank you. Um, like I said, we we known each other over the four years. Right. Every time we talk, we get a little deeper and deeper about each other. Absolutely. Um, but the stuff that you've been through, all the ups and downs, the yeah. the obstacles, and when I met you, you was I mean, you was already past that when I met you, and you just always seemed like a stand up guy. But you Got tell me, me about your past, you was like, now nah, I wasn't always like this guy. And that's what you're right. admitting now. I wasn't always this guy. I became this guy. But ever right. since I met you, you always been a stand up guy, man. You always motivated me. You always encouraged me to do stuff. Um and I'm just very proud of you, man. If anybody else I can tell you. It. And and, like I said, yeah. even with your endeavors doing the traveling show and shit like that, that takes a big step. It do, it do. Because you gotta understand, everybody's very comfortable in their own confines of their yes. home or hometown. Yeah. For you to go to like Florida, mm -hmm. then come here to South yeah. Carolina, and then yeah, you know yeah, sometimes yeah. go back to North Carolina, yeah. and you just take the show on the road. Yeah. That's a huge fucking step because yeah. the thing about it is you're not reimbursing gas money. No. <laughs> you know, nobody's paying you for hotel mm -hmm. stays yeah. and shit like mm -hmm. that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. The thing about this is you're doing this out of a labor of love. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like it's just like if nobody tells you they appreciate you. I'm here to say it. So uh, like, thanks, bro. you give me your, you know, you yeah. give me my flowers. I'm giving yeah. you yours, just right back. Respect, man. Respect. Like, and the thing about it is, like, for everybody that's watching this right now, you got to understand this is one of the hardest working podcasters. And sometimes when I see his shit, I'm like, I gotta go hard. <laughs> <laughs> I got. I mean, you know, I do things to encourage people, and that's always been my thing, man. Anytime you you have questions about anything, cause I know you was gonna start. Your little thing, it'll be your not your little thing. You're gonna start your podcast show like this, like a one on one type right. thing. I know you well, was talking about that. Well, mm -hmm. I started 
one called the professional therapist. There's a mm -hmm. reason behind that nickname because sometimes when I'm on my off days, yeah, <laughs> I come in and you know, just in the chain, yeah, yeah, yeah. MJ's and because yeah, yeah. I'm just professionally at work all the time. Mm -hmm. I got they you. said, you know, you can pull off both looks. Yeah. And one of our participants said, ooh, you're like a thug professional. And the name stuck. <laughs> That's thug, a good one. I like that. I like the that. Thug professional therapist. Like, I yeah. started that. I'm not on it as much as I should be. Mm -hmm. I got five episodes down, but. Yeah, man, anytime you need to come down here for an episode, man, you know, I'll come down here, man. You know I, I appreciate that. Any Anytime, man. I'm right and, up the road. You know, I want to thank your, you know, viewers and listeners for yeah. Yeah. the intriguing dialogue, watching me, mm -hmm. hopefully, you know, like, they'll maybe check out my show. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I'm, I'm going to tag yours right after, yeah, you so know, like, I'll drop this one. And the thing about it is, you know, it's just one of those things that, you know, I thank you guys, like, for supporting him supporting me just supporting independent you know yeah. podcasters because sometimes we don't get paid for this shit. yeah man you know i've been doing this <laughs> i've been podcasting since 2016. so have i so it's, yeah it's been a long ride so have i so like i said oh <laughs> yeah. shit, this is your yeah, actually yeah. this is your seven for us because yeah 2016. Yeah. 15, yeah. yeah 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 because i've been doing um, um no, it I was, lie. No, I lie. I've been doing mine since yeah. 2017. Yeah, mine was 16. Can I remember my twins? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so but yeah, yeah. But you know, same, for, same, same, same. For somebody who had all this time yeah. in, you know, like sometimes we're not monetized. Yeah, I know. I know. Sometimes, you know, <clears throat> like I look at my shit on Anchor and I'm just like, yo, we only got XYZ listens. I wonder why. I, I, I feel like the reason why, like, I'm, I'm just, I used to think like that too, but I feel like if you do this out the if you do this from the heart, well, I do it for love now. For, for the love, yeah, the right person will find it. Oh, absolutely. And then it will go somewhere. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I just keep doing it, and then I just keep trying to reinvent it. You know what I'm saying? So instead of being stationary with it, now I'm like, you know what? Why I'm don't tired. We Why don't we go here? And I'll so. just come to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. and then that way. And it's like I said, you didn't yeah. have to. Yeah, yeah, I didn't have to. You but, didn't have to. You know, I know people. People fuck with my show. Right. And it's hard to get to me. I'm more free now because I'm retired. Right. That makes sense. So it's like, I can get to you. I'm not retiring. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime yeah. Soon. But, but I can get to people easier than they can get to me. Oh, so. You know what I'm saying? So that's all. You know what? And I'm, I still want to move around and, and see how people live, where they at, how their town is and stuff like that. One more um, thing I want to mm -hmm. bring up. Yeah. So we got awarded the Jefferson Award. Okay. Oh, that's dope. This right here is for people who do outstanding work in the community mm -hmm. nationwide yeah so just the fact that this small organization because we're small but mighty mm -hmm. was awarded a national jefferson award yeah That's, that says a lot speaks in volumes yeah. to what not only i do but what we do as an organization gotcha. shout out to my executive director sean wilson and tom swansiger the ceo of this place mm -hmm. like not only are you guys very very vital you guys are very important in my life because we're like an extended family. Yeah. So, gotcha. shout out to y'all. Well, we're going to end this show, man. Thank you for joining, man. No problem. Thank you for having me, dude. You know, um, and this won't be the only show, man. I'll come back down here, man. And um, I'm only an hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You ain't, that, <laughs> you ain't that far from me. So, and then you got the people that want to jump on. School, Absolutely. Man. Well, yeah. like I said, I couldn't find anybody. No, no, it's, 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 no, it's just, I, I got just, it. Yeah, I just throw it out there. Because I, sometimes when I, 
when I did it back in Fayetteville, some they just bring people, they just being like the audience. Right. You know what I'm saying? You just hear them, they, yeah, yeah, fuck that shit. You know, they might, you just, right. they might scream it for the background, but they just want to be there and, you know, right. they might so say like they want I to. Said, and you, I yeah. just got that mm -hmm. game from New York mm -hmm. and I had so much work to catch yeah, up yeah. on. No, yeah. I just always throw it out there just in case somebody just want to sit in or they want to be part of it. You know, Absolutely. I just throw it out there for everybody. And I'm actually proud I didn't clear my throat so yeah. many times on the show because. <laughs> you good. You did, did outstanding, man. But thank you again, man. Proud of you, man. Um, look out for my boy, um, podcast in the future uh plug your podcast in oh <clears throat> troublemakers podcast yeah. if you get lost on it just type in digger jones yeah in any search engine it's gonna pop up yeah. we're on all streaming categories oh pod streaming categories that is so um yeah troublemakers podcast troublemakers with a z at the end not an s gotcha. all right man like i always say man we catch y'all next time and don't tell it where i'll be at um but hey Hit me up, man. I might travel to you.